Once upon a time, there lived three small wooden boys who wanted nothing more than to be real. Have you ever seen a wooden boy like we? And will we have a conscience after all thy see? Let's dream an itty-bitty wish of all what things might itty-bitty be. Just join us and you'll see. Alert, there is somebody at the door. Oh my god. The door is I opening. don't know. The door is opening. Who are you? Hello, sorry. I'm uh, one of the real boys. State your purpose. Uh, we'd like to record a podcast, please. State your purpose. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to adopt a, a mechanized child. Come in. <laughs> Thank you. It's as easy as that, Luke. Come on. You can... <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Real Boys, where we'll be adopting a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Hello and welcome to the Real Boys podcast, a Pinocchio podcast where every month we're watching a different Pinocchio film. I'm joined by Luke Thomas. Hello. And Joe Tyrone. Hello. My name's Luke Terry and uh, this month we're talking about AI, artificial intelligence. How are you guys today? Go on, Luke. Go on, Joe. Oh, oh thank you. Oh. oh, wow, this is nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've just recovered from being a bit ill uh, with... And, I've been grappling with technology for most of the afternoon, which I'll, I'll get into a little bit later. But other than that, yeah, I'm... <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I'm I'm pretty good. Good, Joe. How are you? Yep, doing very well, very well. Another trip down memory lane, it seems, with this one. A sort of one that I started and uh, immediately remembered a lot of it. So it was a it was a nice surprise. But, That's good. I yeah. was kind of the opposite. I think really? we spoke about last month that we'd both seen this one before. Yeah. I think we'd watched it together, and I mm. genuinely couldn't remember any of this when we were watching when, it. This when time. did you watch this? Oh, this must have been years ago, right? Probably like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> and where? Round Joe's house, I think. Yeah. But I have a feeling that I had seen it prior to then as well. I'm I'm, I'm not sure why, but I, I, I'm, I, have a, I have a feeling Every that I'd seen it. Every 10 years you watch it. Yeah, I just <laughs> it seems so apparently. Uh, do you have any more context for that initial viewing experience? Like, were you watching it? Like, no, did you cry or? Well, like, to be honest, was there a reason why we was it part it? of a marathon? Why were we watching this? Well, when I had initially watched it, I just had the DVD at home, and um, I remember seeing my dad watch it at home. And then thinking, oh, that looks great. <laughs> and then at some point, I think this is around the time, I mean, as a kid and now, I, I've always loved sci-fi. So I, as a kid, I must have been like, oh, I've, I've watched all of the Star Wars that I could at that time and every other sci-fi film that I could get my hands on. So I, I was... The next uh, best thing. Yeah, so I was like, AI is the next best thing. I think if I remember right, I, I don't know why, but I guess it's because it's too, you know, two initials but i remember thinking this had something to do with et for some reason and i really loved <laughs> et as a kid Same and i was director. like oh this is called ai so it must be something to do with et and then that's what wanted made me want to watch it it's um, part of um, steven spielberg's alphabet series he's doing it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know where i drew the link there but um yeah I, I don't remember what i thought of it at the time but i don't remember hating it or not liking it mm. so i reckon we watched this joe because as you say, you had the DVD of it. I think you still had it at that point. 
Mm. I feel like I remember there being a really gross menu that like I think I stayed over at your house and the menu was playing like all through oh, the night when we were it asleep. Was, <laughs> it was one of them ones that was like back in the day when your DVDs would just play like a scene from the film as the menu and it would yeah. just loop and it would just have like really eerie, especially with this film. Was it, it just Jude like, Law making sex songs? Really or, yeah. eerie music in the background that's just running through it. And then I would just listen to that to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I had a thing with this film where like I used to go to the cinema at, um, it's now Odeon. At Pickett's Lock, which is in like Lee Valley around that sort mm. of area. Mm. But have, you, have you ever been there, Joe? I don't think I have. No, it's like the other Enfield Cinema. But yeah, um, we used to always go there when we were younger for some reason, and they had the poster for this film for like five years after it had even come out. <laughs> like they weren't even showing it anymore. And I remember always oh. seeing those horrible eyes and always just being like, oh, I want to watch that. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and Silence of the Lambs as well. It was two posters just with loads of eyes on it. <laughs> and um, I used to be like watching, I don't know, whatever was out that time, probably Spider-Man 2 or something. And then I'd just always see these two posters and be like, what the hell are those films? <laughs> when you had it on DVD, I was probably around your house like, oh my God, it's that. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, it's time. I think I've got to watch this now. <laughs> so neither of you have watched it since? No. No, not since. I've watched it. I don't know if we even watched it all the way through. Mm. Yeah, like so I, I I remember having it and I remember watching it, but... I don't remember it. Well, I hadn't remembered any of the details until I watched it this time. And I was like, ah, I, I know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Luke? Do you have any experience um, of this film, like ever? No, I've I've heard of it. Um, and it's always been something that I've thought about maybe watching. It's like, I don't know, because it's Steven Spielberg. And I've never mm. heard anyone like talking about it that positively or that negatively. It's just kind of kind of gone over the radar for me. Mm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, I've like never seen it. It's like a curiosity thing, isn't it? Yeah, and I think the like making of it's really interesting as well. But and I'd heard of that story about the Kubrick thing, hmm. but other than that, no, I've never seen it. Uh, so this was yeah my first time watching it. Well, that's interesting. Should we should we jump into the cyber warehouse, the workshop? <laughs> Look, there's there's even an elevator here or a lift, whatever you want to call oh. it. Seven buttons on it. Let's hop in. Oh god, I'm gonna press all the buttons. I'm pressing all the buttons. Oh, we're opening up. Oh god, we've just opened in a room full of fire. Access oh, denied. Oh, Access denied. Okay, Access just. Denied. Oh god, a roof. Oh my god, the floor is filling with water. Oh my god, what I've just seen is completely indescribable. It's unbelievable. I don't think any soundscape could really mirror. <laughs> What I just saw in that room. I'm making the, the whole room, soundscape yeah. with my mouth for this one. I'm not using any. <laughs> oh, this looks like a workshop. It's very. Oh, here we are. It's a cold and desolate and lonely little room that we're in. It so looks like bright. The future sequences in the film click. And mm. here we are. Except everywhere outside is just a massive ocean. <laughs> but we're in. We're in one of the twin towers. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> not again. What's happened? <laughs> oh. Um. All right, well, we're in the workshop now. Let's talk a little bit about the making of the film AI Artificial Intelligence. Is is that the title of this film? That is the full title, yeah. And there's a so reason... The title was basically Artificial Intelligence, Artificial Intelligence. Yeah, and there's a reason. There's a reason that I've looked up as well is because that when it just had that abbreviation AI, um, <laughs> people kept thinking that it was called A1. <laughs> <laughs> like the road yeah <laughs> so they were like they were like sorry finally, you, they've done a they film like... about my favourite road finally <laughs> <laughs> my journey from Sheffield to Newcastle will properly be <laughs> displayed on screen 
but yeah they decided to obviously because of that they decided to call it ai artificial intelligence in, right. in that order not just artificial intelligence i suppose there you go like you're saying about et that film's just called et the extraterrestrial isn't it is that yeah, the title true. of that yeah, that he's is not doing this. Yeah, he's he, he needs to say like the abbreviation and then state his case. Yeah, did you see his recent film, TF the Fablemans? <laughs> <laughs> it sucked. Did anyone uh, find an issue when you were trying to like search this or Google this that it just takes you have to put in artificial intelligence 2001 or yeah. artificial intelligence Spielberg? Because there's obviously been so much with AI. In the in recent times, yeah. yeah. AI is everywhere at the moment, which, isn't which, it? Mm. Which actually segues really nicely into what I've done for this week. So I wanted to find a synopsis of this um, film that wasn't incredibly long. Because if you look it up, it's very, like we said, it's a chunky film. Mm. And the synopsis of it is also very chunky. So I decided to go to ChatGPT. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, can you just give me a brief synopsis of this film? Nice. And again, it, it spit out this synopsis, which obviously, you know, it's, I mean, it's scary. It that no, 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 it's good. It's good. But it was really, really formal. So I was like, write me an, write me an informal synopsis of this film. And this is the one that I'm going to read because it's come out really funny. <laughs> so... uh, just before we do that, for the kids at home who might not have heard of this before, uh, and might have exams coming up. What is ChatGPT, Joe? Uh, ChatGPT is a um, well, an AI engine that you can essentially Whoa. feed information to, or you can ask it information, and it will provide you a text-based answer for whatever prompt or whatever question you have for it. I'm not sure if oh. it gives you any. I've only used it to do this, to be honest. But um, like, I know that there's been like cases of people like, oh yeah write me an essay about this that's 500 yeah. words and it will do it for you mm. um, is it free to use uh yeah there's like an online Ooh. tool that's free yeah. so for all the kids listening for our, for our yeah, story for all the kids section. listening I, I don't recommend it but i mean it's there's a thing <laughs> <laughs> there is a thing but um yeah I don't, I don't know if you can like put if you can say to it like give me a link to see this or whatever if it spits you out a link or not i've only seen it provide like a text-based answer so you know for getting like a, a synopsis of something or some kind of definition of something or mm. just some information it, it seems pretty good um but how it presents that is what you can <laughs> you can obviously tell it to do so the the initial synopsis i got was a lot more like formal and i wanted a more informal one so mm. i said write me an informal synopsis of ai artificial intelligence directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and this is what he gave me. So, AI Artificial Intelligence is a pretty crazy sci-fi flick. It's by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it's set in the future when the world is super messed up from global warming. <laughs> Scientists have made these super smart robots called mechas who can think and feel like humans. The main character is a mecha boy called David who Good looks boy. like a real kid and is supposed to bond with his owners. This bit it got confused about, so I will clarify this, but it goes, but things get pretty twisted when the real kid wakes up from a coma, which <laughs> that's <what it> doesn't <laughs> give context to that. So obviously in what actually happens is um, the son of the parents that adopt this David kid, he wakes up from his coma. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, ChatGPT says, David's family dumps him out in the world on his own. 
David goes on a mission to find the blue fairy from Pinocchio so she can turn him into a real boy and make his mum love him. He gets help from another mecha named Gigolo Joe, who's pretty cool. <laughs> True. I so, agree. Yeah, yeah, like, ChatGPT is smart. <laughs> it was good, isn't it? It was good. Like, I mean, that, and that, that's all it gave me. I mean, it gave me some other stuff, but it's just... The movie covers a bunch of deep topics like love, loss, and what it really means to be human. It's a definite thought-provoking ride that will make you question all sorts of things. True. Yeah. Like, where can like... you get a fine gigolo robot like that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was about to uh, search next, but then we jumped on the call and I was like, damn. <laughs> next time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, that's pretty good. Do you think that chat GPT is that scary? Because surely that is just the next step from something like Google. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, well, um, it's, yeah, it is the next step, isn't it? But I, I think mm. what's, what gets scarier is like the other tools that have come from this. I think chat GPT in the grand sense of what AI is doing now is actually quite surface level. It's kind of, it's pulling information from the internet and it's building something, mm. but there are tools out there based on the technology that's here that can do much more like you know there's Sinister did you see thing. that that there was a song by drake that recently went viral that wasn't oh, by yeah. drake it was by ai and it charted and stuff and everything that's because his music's so bland and rubbish anyway like it'd well, be easy for yeah i'll never alone. be able to make a joe tarone song on ai no well if you fed a computer enough hours of joe tarone then maybe maybe you could We'll see later on if that's possible. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like in, in a few episodes' time, I've actually this whole time I've just been feeding Chat GPT my music. Make, just gonna give make me an a essay. Own style song about Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, that's good. That is yeah. good. So do you have any other fun facts about Yeah. Um, so, I mean, going back to the synopsis, one pretty big thing that it did miss out was obviously the fact that this was based on a short story called Super Toys Last All Summer, mm -hmm. sorry, Last All Summer Long, by Brian Aldiss, who I think helped on this film as well, or was brought in initially to help on this film, who was not long after sacked because of creative differences between him and Steven Spielberg. I mean, prior to all of this, obviously, it was an idea by Stanley Kubrick, and Steven Spielberg took over for this and obviously his death what led to Steven Spielberg uh, manning the project full time yeah. but yeah they obviously brought on the guy who wrote these short stories oh, sorry the short story it's based on and yeah creative differences led to him being fired from <laughs> from the project completely it's crazy what, isn't it yeah what uh, what I find interesting about it being a Kubrick film first is that you kind of assume it's going to be We'll get into it more when we talk about the film, but his films are always like really dark and sad mm. and everything. Spielberg's are quite family oriented and yeah. sweet, but all the sweeter stuff was actually just straight from his script and all the weird, mm. awful yeah, stuff. Yeah, was Steven Spielberg, wasn't yeah. it? That was something I read as well. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, I think it's like a Spielberg film bookended by a Kubrick one, isn't it? Basically. Yeah. yeah. And I um, think Kubrick had been working on this for like a really long time before this came into the hands of Steven Spielberg, who actually, <laughs> this was something I found funny. He apparently passed up on directing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and Jurassic Park 3 to direct AI. I mean, Jurassic Park 3, yeah, fair enough. But Harry Potter, but, that was a bit of a missed opportunity. I know, opportunity I know. What, what a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity. Apparently that short story that it was based on is like 94 pages long. Really? Yeah. And this film's... Mm two hours and 30 minutes or whatever because <laughs> i read i read through like the the kind of uh, synopsis of that book and it does sound more like it's just the stuff at home it's 
a robot mm. and the teddy bear and then the twist more is that he doesn't know he's a robot and the audience doesn't mm. but at the end then it was basically like a trial kid until they were able to have their own kid uh, so okay. they were just using that to test if they could actually be a parent and then oh, they get rid of it that's quite so, interesting that's quite a good story isn't it uh, i think that might be better than <laughs> the actual one they do <laughs> it's a really good idea oh god so that's kind of the production i mean a very streamlined version of it isn't it mm. but should we talk a bit more about the cast of this film yeah so, so we've got Haley joel osmond in the lead mm-hmm. when he was probably like towered to be like the next macaulay culkin i reckon He's what loads did of kids films what what came out before i, I assume did six cents come out was it six cents he was in did that come out before this yeah yeah it came out a few years before yes but yeah he's kind of not really been in much since but for those two years he those two films he was a haunting child in yeah twice it's... in a row Fun yeah fact, it... he voices the lead character in kingdom hearts the video game series does he oh lovely oh my god yeah. i didn't know that he's sora he... <clears throat> he was one of the best child actors i think like he really Definitely. was creepy, wasn't he? He, and... he was good. I think he was good. He was really yeah. good in this. Him as like all the robot stuff that he does is it's pretty impressive. It's pretty yeah. freaky. Yeah. Apparently, he like uh, one of the things I read as well was like Spielberg wasn't that precious about the details of how he delivered this performance. Obviously, he, he was to an extent, but something as simple as like the blinking, like the kid himself <laughs> was like, this character shouldn't blink. I'm going to not blink. And, he, and like, he was, uh, you know, he's the one who put that into the film. Man Whereas, to have given him that much control, like a 12-year-old kid. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, but is it by this point, like, Sixth Sense has come out. This kid's, you know, people are like, loving this kid. Sixth Sense was a hit. <laughs> <laughs> like, this kid's a god. Just He knows how to do creepy. I'm going to trust him. You can't go anywhere without people talking about how much they love the kid in the Sixth Sense. <laughs> That's 2001 in, in an eggshell. <laughs> in a nutshell, even. Yeah, so who else is in it? I, I don't there's quite a lot of people I don't really recognize in this no this no, I think I it's quite it's probably quite a good thing really I think it always feels a bit more convincing when there's not just like you know loads of stars turning up left right and center mm. yeah I agree I think like the main ones are probably William Hurt is in this as the Geppetto man yeah he's yeah. like the creator isn't he yeah I, star, but he's not he's not in it very much Nah, he's not in it too mm. much. But I also kind of like his sparsity in the story. He doesn't really... Well, we'll talk about that in a bit, yeah. really. And then... got, I mean, the only one I recognised, to be honest, from this film, other than the kid, was... Um, I, I could be wrong here, but it's the, the guy who plays Mad-Eye Moody, isn't it? He's... Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Uh, he's not just Mad-Eye Moody, Joe. No, I know. I'm sure he's much more, but <laughs> I mean... for the for... in this year and this year. For the kids out there like me who don't watch many films other than Pinocchio films, you know, it's... Uh... Hey, Harry Potter's <laughs> and, not Pinocchio. And, and Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a good actor. He's basically your Stromboli slash yeah. coachman, I guess. Mm. So we'll discuss him a lot more later on mm. when we get to ranking the the villainous aspect Ranking the it. boys. Um, the, the boy that wakes up, who's like their son, is Lizzie yeah, Fire's he, brother. He... Whose brother, sorry? Lizzie McGuire from the TV show Lizzie McGuire. That's who he was. I was like, oh. he looks so familiar and I couldn't put my finger... Like, I looked up the name and I was like, I don't... I, this means nothing, but... Yeah, that's it. I didn't God. recognise it, but... His name is it. almost my name. Jake Thomas. Two sorry. Letters off. Yeah, two letters off. Very close. <laughs> so close. 
Yeah. Um, also, there's like a few little appearances of like actors in the background. Clock Greg, Agent Coulson from the Avengers, he's in it at one point. The guy who owns the the comic shop in Big Bang Theory's in it for like a split second. And yeah, then, I remember him showing up. The funnest part though is the is a few good like voice cameos. I yeah. don't know if you call them cameos or not, but we've got Chris Rock at one point is like the entertainer droid who gets put in a cannon. <laughs> yeah, I didn't catch show. that. I didn't catch that on the watch through. He's literally it is just Chris Rock as a robot yeah. getting put in a cannon and he's like, <laughs> Get your hands off me or something like that. <laughs> um Robin Williams appears as the Doctor No that's basically yeah. like yeah, that was good. physical version of Chat GPT, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Kingsley is the voice of like the alien, no, the robot master race at the end of the film. Oh, yeah. And the narrator, I guess. The blue mecha, is, this is what it's credited as, but the blue fairy is Meryl Streep. This is probably the only time we're going to see like Ben Kingsley and Meryl Streep in this podcast. Because <laughs> I can't imagine they do many Pinocchio related things. But yeah, so there's a, f- a few good A-listers that get looped mm. into very small roles. And then Jack Angel voices Teddy. I'm not too sure if he's like a a big if he was a big name, but he looks like he's quite a big voice actor. Yeah, he was in like Pixar and Disney stuff, and yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, he's just credited as additional voices, but he looks like he's a a mainstay of animation, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, quite a pretty decent cast. Some recognizable faces, and some not. I mean, you didn't mention the main dude. What Jude Law? Jude Law. Oh, we mentioned maybe. him already. It's Jude Law. <laughs> so Who people might know as Dumbledore. Hey, Jay. For you Pinocchio and Harry Potter fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> what else oh. has Jude Law done, though? Because I think this is my favourite role of his. <laughs> oh, easily. Easily. Uh, he was in The Holiday. Grand Budapest. He's a young writer, apparently. I feel like yeah. I've seen a film where he's like the narrator. And then he dies in the film. Is he Lemony Snicket in, in series one? Fortunate. Yeah, he's Lemony Snicket. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Well, I like Jude Law. I liked him in this. So that's the cast, a bit of the production. I think. Is there anything else interesting you guys know about this? So you want to? Uh, I mean, one other thing that I found was about Teddy. Actually, was that as an anim obviously he was animatronic in this film like a lot of the effects in this film but apparently the actual animatronic of teddy is more complex than some of the stuff they built for jurassic park because they obviously have certain points of contact that they use to move these things um like a velociraptor and uh the t-rex had like i don't know like 20 to 30 points of contact to get them moving whereas teddy has like 50 plus <laughs> It was a realistic moving teddy, to be fair, wasn't it? it I mean, great. that's. Um, we'll get into it more later. But a, a lot of the this film, like the the set and all of the props and stuff, like it, CGI effects hadn't come that far at that time, had they? So mm. a lot of it is practical. Yeah. Well, I've just read a few things on IMDb's trivia. One of them is that apparently they got a lot of like amputees to play the robots with missing limbs. Yeah. So they weren't like digitally removing it. They actually had like people with like an arm missing. That's stuff. crazy, isn't it? Um, and they had to edit out a building in Rouge City that <laughs> I wrote this one down as well. <laughs> <laughs> to yes, keep I it as PG thirteen, they had to remove that uh, phallic building, which is a shame. 
living <laughs> something great for us to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's. I feel like that's everything, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably not everything, but like everything that we're going to discuss. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, should we hop on our? I don't know. Hover bikes, our futuristic <laughs> little cars, and drive yeah. on down to. Um, where are we going to go? Are we going to go to Rouge City or are we going to go to Flesh Fair? Oh, God, I've got to get to the Flesh Fair. No, I want to go Flesh Fair, please. Yeah, let's go Flesh Fair. <laughs> Come on, then. Oh, God. Hop on. <laughs> uh, look at that one. <laughs> oh, God. That's dead. Did it kill that kid? Oh, oh God, God, that one's got no arms. <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's try and catch one of those hot dogs that that man's randomly throwing into the crowd. <laughs> what? Oh, I got it. Oh god! Okay. All right, so they've just shot Chris Rock out of the cannon. Let's use this little break in the entertainment to discuss the ride that this film took us on. Um, I think let's start with Luke because we know that Joe and myself have watched this film more than once. Clearly, so <laughs> like it a bit. So yeah, I I really liked this. I thought it was good. I don't think it's the best film of all time, uh, which we can get into a bit more in a second. Uh, and I think the issue for me was maybe the middle bit kind of stretched out a bit too long. Mm. But I really like the start, and I really like the end, and I really like how sad and awful it is. <laughs> Dev- <laughs> just devastating. I watched this whilst ill as well, and I was I was devastated. I called my mum after. You were like Martin, weren't you, the little kid? So <laughs> ill you were. <laughs> I was in a little pod. <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, I really like this. I thought it was really good. Um, maybe a bit too long, and I think this they spend maybe a bit too long in the middle section, not really doing anything, mm. and it's not really moving forward. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed this. Um, what about you, Joe? Yeah, I, I felt a bit the same to be honest. I, I, I obviously had seen it before, and I think watching it back, I remembered more than I thought I would. Um, but yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, but in the same sense, I don't know if it was just because it was of its time or if it was just, I almost felt like this cocktail of different emotions with like, or different genres, sorry, like with the whole, like the Kubrick stuff and the Spielberg stuff, like you really got a sense of push and pull between this is really dark and scary and, oh, this is really, well, kind of heartwarming and, you know, family friendly. Um, it definitely steers towards the other side but um yeah so i found it a bit confusing but i did find it enjoyable yeah no i agree i mm. think that's that is right really it is a bit a tonal mismatch mm. i think i did enjoy it though it it felt like it felt like an epic when you were watching it it's so it's not like two and a half hours isn't massively long well it is a long film but like you know you could watch there's some films you watch that are that length and you don't really feel the length of it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like I know they're long, but like the Lord of the Rings films, sometimes there's parts, there's times where you watch those and they'll fly by. But this, I did feel like it was paced maybe a bit weirdly. Mm. Cause I feel like him getting kicked out was the inciting incident of the film. That was like what kickstarted the plot. Yeah. But obviously but, there was so much world building before that that was like 48 minutes into I was going to say, like, I, I think that threw me as well, mm. that like all of those characters we met in the beginning were kind of just gone from yeah, the moment. Yeah, they're not that in he's... it. Yeah, and I, I found that, and that's when I was kind of like, what 
is this like story compartmentalized into Very these different stages? Yeah. yeah. But I kind of like that they don't, I don't, I think it fits thematically with the story that they just don't go back to it. It's like, yeah. no, you're not going home. That's well, it. If it's, you're done. if it's inspired by Pinocchio, that is a thing in Pinocchio. Like we've kind yeah. of noticed that that does happen. There are just like little episodes in his life, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, but I do kind of feel like, like pacing wise and stuff, I feel like there was just so much film. That's how it feels like this first yeah. act has so much film in it. Like that whole first act, to compare it to something else, that whole first act is just the film M3 Gan that came out this year. That is like Megan is basically that, but not done as well. And done as a bit <laughs> That's more what of like it reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what it reminded That's... you of. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly because... like that. And then in the middle, there's just like a random Spielberg adventure, like a Mad Max style, like weird yeah arena where people were getting killed and then a, a flooded new york yeah i don't know i feel like as in terms of like a live action retelling of pinocchio yeah. it, it is really good though yeah I think it hits all of the notes in a nice way like kind of references it and it's just a nice twist on it yeah i i really yeah. liked the whole the, the fact that they were directly referencing pinocchio as well and that, he was using yeah. that as like the guide for the whole story really like mm-hmm. you know his mission to find the blue fairy in the hopes that he would become a real boy. Yeah. It's really nice for us that we can lean on one of our past episodes. This film basically does what Pinocchio 3000 wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. But Pinocchio 3000 it. came after, right? So <laughs> I think they were trying to do like a cartoon version of that. <laughs> I think th- this, this film swam so that Pinocchio 3000 could sink. <laughs> could drown. So what's New York. <laughs> What's wrong with this world? What happened? Why is it so awful? Well, they just mentioned climate change in the open. Yeah, it's just the the rising water level, sea levels, wasn't it? Yeah, they didn't they didn't really touch on it more than that. Yeah, because I found it a bit like there's like a flooded New York and and there's some really futuristic areas, but then when they're at the pool party, isn't everyone's just dressed like? they would today like everyone's just dressing like normal people mm. and then it's just a massive tonal shift when you go to the like visuals of what's the prostitute land called again rouge, rouge city, city. Mm. yeah there's not really yeah. like much of a the world kind of is quite confusing i suppose in that respect mm. i think there's got to be something about a wealth or class thing going on but kind of very backgroundy because you see those droids that are like falling apart scrambling around mm. basically waiting for the bins from the rich people's houses i guess <laughs> to like get a new mouth and all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's quite a confusing world it's just like a beautiful normal house which you don't really see much outside of that mm. and it looks kind of idyllic and, and beautiful but then you walk through a forest and you're just at a weird hot air balloon chasing you <laughs> and chasing these things it's not i did kind of like it though. For a start. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess you could say that about the world nowadays like isn't venice sinking and like yeah I but know, Birmingham i don't exist <laughs> but i don't walk around the corner and i end up in rouge city like is <laughs> is is fashion like that disparate in the future where there's people dressed like they're in the future and then there's and like they're in Blade Runner and then you just walk around the corner and people are just wearing swimming shorts like mm. like they're normal people. I don't know though. I guess like if you went to Camden in London and then drove yeah. for like I don't know like an hour and a 
hour and 20 minutes to like Oxford, people there might be quite a bit different. Maybe True. not as drastic as this, but we're not in the future. No, we've got to wait till we get to the year 2142 and we might find out. <laughs> is that where this is set? This is set between then and <laughs> 4142. Well, yeah, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. That's rapid that so much has happened in 100 years, though. Because so basically, this film establishes that robots, they've used robots. Why did they use robots? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> What are people doing? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know why they were using them, but they, they just developed them, didn't they? They just developed okay. mechanized um mechanized people who could think and feel. David was the first one who could feel, right? Yeah. I was wondering about that. Is he though? Because it kind of seemed like it seemed like he was gonna be like a trial. And I guess there was like a little bit of, of that going back. They went back to it at the end, but like it wasn't really being monitored. They kind of just let him get fox and the hounded like left in the forest yeah no, but they were probably tracking his brain he's a robot maybe but you'd think they'd be like right this guy's in real risk and he's very important to this test that we're doing and brendan gleason's about to stick him on the pyre and let him get chainsawed in front of an audience like a pain <laughs> audience like how does that factor into their test of whether he can love or not maybe they were on the... <laughs> the stake so why did she leave him in the forest. I think I just kind of closed my eyes for a second. Because <laughs> I didn't know what was, know what was going on. Why did she, functioning. Why did she take him back to well, like, like? It was it was because of the brother, brain. wasn't it? The brother was getting jealous, and then was caught. What was the brother's name again? Ma- Martin. Martin. Yeah, Martin was getting jealous and was m- making David do naughty things. He made to him the point. Try and cut her hair with scissors while she. Was yeah, he, he cuts her hair, and but what else does he do? There was something else. Thank God he did cut her hair though, because then he gets one last day with her. Exactly. Yeah. He done the right thing. Oh no, because he goes into. Um, we are jumping all the over the place. <laughs> he goes into um, into like high security mode, doesn't he? And jumps behind when he gets threatened. Mm. When he feels threatened, he uses um, uses, he uses the brother Martin as, a, as a shield. Martin's a shield, and he pulls him to the bottom of the pool, doesn't he? And almost basically, the kid almost ends up in a coma again. Yeah, he eats stupid, spinach. stupid robot, stupid brother spinach, as well. Though, <laughs> remember, he, what does he eat? Sorry, he eats a bowl of spinach and it makes him have like a robot stroke. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where his face starts like dripping Melting. down. And why didn't they just take him to the the garage or whatever and go like put him down? Like he's broken. Yeah. Like, but she why, loved why him, did they just she? leave him? she loved him by that point for she loved reason. him so much to leave him in the woods to get like molested by like yeah by this, all this... the weird creatures that live there yeah i guess i don't know maybe in her head it's better than killing him well this is him, what confused me so henry originally henry's a dad wasn't he henry yeah. bought him back home re- uh, originally Oh, like and it almost he, his opinions changed quicker than the uh, weather didn't yeah they? i know like, it seemed like it was a surprise <laughs> for her which he didn't like originally. Yeah. He bought the he bought David into the family, and then she didn't like him at first. Eventually, yeah. what was it? She activated like an imprint mode or something, didn't she? Yeah, which right. He so was allowed to love her or something. Why didn't the imprint also affect um, the Henry. dad as well? Yeah, exactly, because yeah. he called him Henry, didn't he? He didn't call him Mum yeah. or Dad. Sorry, yeah. Dad. But he didn't love him. Why? Why? Right. Why would this guy bring in this? boy like right sorry our boy is in this weird coma so let's bring in a boy 
there's an irreversible imprinting, but we're only going to do it on you. Yeah. And you don't know about it. I'm shoving yeah. this on you now. Mad choice. What? Why? Did he work for the lab who, who developed David as well? I'm not sure. Yeah. Henry's a bit of a phantom in this first act, isn't he? He's, yeah. He's there and then he's not. I he's think he's, his bloke. decisions are very weird in this, though, because he brings <laughs> it in. Then he sees that the wife actually likes this thing that he's bought for her. And he's like, why do you like it? <laughs> it's like, hey, you brought that in. <laughs> you brought it in. What are you talking about? Henry, you lunatic. It's like someone buying a, buying a pet and then not looking after it at all. And then yeah, like being like... Buying a car and being like, why are you driving that? <laughs> why are you doing the thing that this was built for? What's that all Why about? do you like this car? Why? I bought that for you. Why are you using it? <laughs> <laughs> he's a strange man, that Henry. Yeah. Yeah, he's really annoyed that she likes him. How about this? So I would say David in the first act really scared me. Oh, I yeah. I yeah. having him in my house. I mean, I if, you're, if someone walked into your house and their first their first sentence was, I like your floor, what would you, <laughs> yeah. what would you do? Stepping up and down on it. You can't go in the room that he's in without him standing in front of you. Oh, yeah. He's in the cupboards. I don't know, like, yeah, he was bad. Then Martin comes back and he's worse. Yeah, Martin's he's exactly. a tell. He's a tell pillock. This kid, isn't he? Like, he he reminds me of. Oh, I can't even think of an example. But like, imagine having this kid being like in a coma for maybe ten years. How long has he been in that coma? Probably a while. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably to a while. To bring in a replacement boy it must be. A, yeah, it must have been time. a long time. Mm. Yeah, and then he just is the biggest pillock that you just could put him ever back. find. Yeah, I don't know what I would do. I mean, he seems exactly like a kid that's been raised by Henry. Someone as confusing as Henry would raise a kid <laughs> like Martin, wouldn't they? But to be fair to the boy, because there was a, a so a few times where he's messing with this robot because he's jealous because his mum, this robot also loves his mum or whatever. Mm. So he's like messing with him, he's making him eat food, and he has a stroke, which we mentioned, and he's and he also does all that. But when it gets to the pool, all those bigger kids are picking on him. And he does go, leave him alone. Yeah. And he yeah. does defend him. Yeah. I wish there was a bit of a redemption arc for this character. Because I feel like he did end up warming to him a bit. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But still, I think I would just rather have neither of these kids. Oh, yeah. Um, me too. What about, you know, he eats that spinach. Did you have a look at, what, at the food that they were eating in the future? It was blue. Wasn't it blue? No, it was just regular green spinach. But oh, like, it was blue. This is a hundred and forty years into the future. I know, like new foods don't really get invented all the time. It's a bit mm. of a rare occurrence. <laughs> They're just eating plain spaghetti at one point, and I was really <laughs> disappointed about that. Did Did you notice in that in that table scene as well when they're all eating? Did you notice that like the bear kept appearing and disappearing from the table? <laughs> it was so He's funny creepy as well. He's just as bad as the two boys. Uh, we get yeah, I don't like that bear. I don't yeah. like that so bear. Is is Teddy our bug in this? I assume he yeah. is, right? Yeah. He's Jiminy okay. Cricket for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I I didn't I didn't mind Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I liked like he was weird as well, don't get me wrong, but I liked the way that he kind of looked after David. He was like, Don't eat that, you'll die. <laughs> Stuff yeah, like he that. Did try and like, give him advice. Yeah, but... like he, he was trying to help. He was, he was trying chilling. to help. He was yeah. chilling. He <laughs> was chilling. He was me to the bone. 
But they didn't they put him because they got him out of a box, didn't they? So like, yeah, I, I wanted to know the background on this bear more because didn't they say that the bear belonged to Martin originally? Yeah, he was yeah. Martin, Martin gives it him, doesn't he? Because he's like, this robot's rubbish. They turned him on by like a little hole in his bum. They like turned yeah. it turned it on, and he looked so angry when he was upside down being turned on. You yeah, know, like when they first activate him. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really understand anything about Teddy because he's sinister. Like, what kids are carrying that around? And he's, I don't know. He goes I, through the mill in this film. Yeah, I'll give him that. I, I kind like of wish he... that he had. Oh, sorry, go on, Joe. I was just gonna say, I really like that he's like one of the kids as well. That like he eats at the table. He calls. Is her name Monica? He calls her Mummy as well. He's like Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> just Mommy running crappy. around, isn't it? <laughs> I kind of wish I don't want to be because the guy is a he's been in all these Pixar and Disney films and everything. I kind of wish he had a more fun voice. I don't know. I don't know whose yeah. voice, but yeah. I was thinking Mel Brooks. You know, <laughs> the guy who plays he always plays like a snowman or a big. Oh, what are you doing there, kid? Like, yeah, like... I kind of like that he sounds so evil and robotic because he's a teddy bear, but he's the most robotic in the film. <laughs> I guess it adds to like if he was supposed to be like an educational toy, he would have like the safest voice in that respect, maybe. Um, can can I skip right to the end of the film mm-hmm. before we talk about it? Why does he keep that lock of hair <laughs> for for two thousand years? He kept it. No, didn't There's he no find sign it? that that teddy bear has pockets. For the whole yeah. <laughs> he's well, you folded know it into it, his skin. No, you know where he's put it? It's where that button is to turn Yeah, he's in his bum. Yeah. He's stored her hair in his bum. <laughs> Why did he do that? No, I thought he found... Weren't they back in the house? I thought he just went and found it. No, he'd had it in his pocket the whole time. Oh, because did Because when it got cut, it... he was under the bed. <laughs> it drops to the floor in slow motion and Teddy's just staring at it. It's Chekhov's lock of hair. It's been oh. set up from 2,000 years ago. <laughs> I would be like, if I was, well, everyone in the, in that scene is a robot, so they're all probably like, beep, boop, beep, beep, whatever, who cares? But if I was a human being observing that, I'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> you must be wrong with me. It's 2,000 years to realise it, but Teddy, you're weird. <laughs> you're <laughs> <imagine> <laughs> That's what David did. <laughs> yeah, go home, <laughs> actually. Oh, God, he's known him for so long, and that's what he realises. Yeah, Teddy is an odd, odd little character. But I don't know, um, I did, I, I think I did kind of like him in a weird way. I yeah, felt bad for him at Flesh Fair when he was getting thrown around. Yeah. I was like, I love this that, is too far. I love that, like, tracking shot of him being, like, picked up and carried around and passed over to people as you're going through, like, cages yeah. of yeah. these awful creatures. There were a lot of cool shots in this, actually, wasn't there? What, like, yeah. some of the well, framing. It's a Spielberg the film. What do you expect? Yeah. No, but I just, I, I, I don't know. I think it's been a while since I've seen a Spielberg film that I just forgot that. You know these things are actually accommodated for, oh, or the sorry, guy accounted knows where to for. I know uh, oh, there was that scene. There's always like whenever there were like shots of David, there was like the light surrounding him, looking like a halo and stuff yeah. like that. And I found that really cool. I loved all the the futuristic stuff in the labs, and and it reminded me of uh, 2001 as well. It looked very Kubrick and weird, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know, with this weird bright lights, I have no idea what's going on. But yeah, it made all the environments look really cool, and yeah, I just think it was it looked amazing. Everything. I think it's aged really well. I know there's a yeah. few bits where the CGI is maybe a little bit ropey, but I feel like it kind of plays into the style of the film well enough that it doesn't like distract from anything too much yeah i think like as you say all that animatronic stuff's really good 
yeah and then so, and some of like the, the even like the the props and stuff as well like the car they built full-on cars for this didn't they well by yeah. the looks of it anyway like some of the cars they've got really cool yeah they did look mm. quite good yeah i i did love the visuals of this it's a very good looking film so what what else should we discuss do we want are we going to go through the whole of the story that's quite I a mean... lot isn't it I yeah. mean, it's not We've that. It's like three. <laughs> it's like three things that happen in the film. There's not that much. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, just we don't need to go scenes. into all the world building in the first act. We've discussed what he's like in the house. So then he gets yeah. abandoned. He gets mm. driven to the the forest, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which seems to be 100 metres from his house. I I found that bit really difficult to watch for some reason. I don't know why. Like when he was like screaming, he was like, Mommy, don't leave me. And I was like, oh my God, this is is actually, this kid, despite him not feeling like a real human, this is like the most human he's felt. So Mm. why did they build this this creature to be like this? Like if I was building this creature and I was like, right, I want it to look exactly like a little boy, my, my dead son. And I want it to act like a, a real boy and I want it to have all emotions and imprint on the mum. Hmm. But let's say the parents are horrible or whatever or don't want to think. Uh, there's a button at the back and you push it and it dies and then it's gone. You it resets. Kid. Just, just reset him. Like, why have you put this kid through emotional turmoil? It's, it's not fair. Just reboot hmm. him. But no, let's leave him in the woods about a mile away from my house. Did you find it? I mean, I know it's because he's not technically replacing the kid, but did you find it a bit confusing when it had like the pictures of the actual kid? You know, like when it first showed the house and it wasn't David. Did you find um, that a bit a bit odd? I didn't find it that confusing because they they'd already should shown it. Been him, but he's not. What are you talking about? It... Should, should the droid have been a replica of their son? Would because like oh, I like, see what you mean. Because she's like, oh, I'm really. You know, oh, he looks so much like him, and then like Martin comes out, and the kids don't look the same. No, they don't. You're right. Um, I don't know because I think it works better that they based it on the the kid that because later it's revealed that he's based on. Yeah, they based on the kid from Six Sense because everyone loved him in that time. Because because he was so good. (laughs) So they based it on the inventor based it on his own son who died. Oh yeah, yeah. He does say that. yeah. Yeah. There's a girl model. What's the girl model based on? No, what's her name as well? She's based on that. uh, Davina. Um, I think I wrote it down. Maybe I I have the answer. I think. I think. It's in the future, so they obviously knew that TikTok existed. So they've got the girl filter. They put it on his son. It's like, (laughs) right, I want this to be real now. (laughs) What was her name? Like Daphina or something like that. I think it was Davina. Yeah, it was like. Are you trying to find it, Luke? I haven't. I, I've just realised I've written like no notes that make sense because I was so ill. <laughs> Those are rubbish. But no, I, I don't remember what she was called. I'm I not think... going to lie. The bit when he got to um, New York and he's in the Rockefeller Center and stuff, I did close my eyes a couple of times. Yeah, I was and then I opened tired. them and David was just staring at the blue fairy, like <laughs> so, yeah, so, he's in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> he's in the woods right yeah yeah let's go back yeah. to the woods he's in the woods and he he bumps into a pack of freaks now i loved the pack of freaks this was the highlight of the film yeah they were great like what what are these pack of losers these to me, that, they that, they they were our donkeys weren't they they were our, our naughty boys from yeah. your typical pinocchio story yeah. weren't they maybe yeah 
Yeah, they they're were... just desperate, homeless, I guess. It's more of the class struggles, the underlying class struggles in AI artificial intelligence. Yeah, so they yeah. designed the robots to originally like do human tasks or help humans because most of them have died or something. And they were on the, some of these were on the cover of a magazine like 70 years ago, but because they're outdated tech, they've just they're disposable. They've, yeah, so now they what? They fight them in arenas. Yeah. Or they can round, round them up. Yeah, they round them up and fight them. Um, what kills a robot in this universe? Was it like acid? <laughs> the bucket what? of acid that went on them if they lost is, at the fairground? Is that what they do to them? Because I, yeah, I saw one get chopped them. in half, but does that kill a robot? Yeah, I don't know. But the, the acid seemed to do a pretty good job of it. Well, well, the robots, before they went out to, you know, be tortured, were like, goodbye. And it was pretty. It was like a very like definitive. Like I'm not coming back now. Yeah. Is that killing though? I think I'd go to this rally if it happened in real life. It's not real, <laughs> are they? They're just fucking toys. It's like, oh great, I'm gonna watch a laptop and a TV have a fight. What? Who gives a shit? Like, I love the idea of, of you being the only person that's against <laughs> them um, not killing David. <laughs> that's you. Like, let's just see what happens. I'm like, scan him. Scan him. He's got Stop. wires in him. Stop throwing tomatoes at Brendan Gleeson and kill the kid, please. Just I don't want to see go. him die. He's <laughs> just, he's a toaster. Like, he's not real. He's a toaster. I, yeah, I, I kind of can see what you mean, but he looks like a kid. It is a bit, it would be a bit sad. To be fair, I said this with WandaVision. Uh, oh, no, I said this with Vision for a long time, the Marvel character. I was like, he's just a toaster. Why does anyone care? when he dies mm. but then when i watched wandavision i grew an appreciation for him because of the mind stone and i was like there's something human about this guy there's nothing human about this david guy he's just an idiot and like but david feels love and he's a young boy he doesn't feel that it, it'd be better to kill him because he's living a miserable life so, his life so, is very tragic so you think this kid that was stripped from his mum he's all upset because he's lost his mum not his mum teddy bear He's a he's a computer. He believes it's his mum. He in his, his eyes that's he's his mum. Cute, and, all right. <laughs> and you want to kill him? <laughs> no, I, I, I never. When did I actually say I wanted to kill him? I want to kill Chris Rock. You said and... you want to watch him die. Okay, <laughs> maybe and pay money. Fair, like hearing Chris Rock screaming. robot going into the cannon. I'm fine with that. Yeah, exactly. So what I'm saying is, I would be a regular attendee to these <laughs> events. Like, yeah, we've got a TV and we've got uh, the bloody iron having a fight. Great. Let's watch it happen. Oh, that! Oh, the lamps come in now. Who cares? There's monsters. I get it with some of the robots. There was that little one that looked like an old man. He had like a little green head. I don't know how else to explain him. He was my favourite. He had broomstick arms, I think. He looked like something that had just been cobbled together. He literally had your face, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Luke's uh, I did a joke to that with a broomstick arm robot. He did have broomstick arms though, didn't he? <laughs> How else would you explain him? I need to Google them. He was mossy, had broomstick arms. <laughs> yeah. Sort of Uncle Fester style head. Definitely mossy. It was just sad to see him just in general. I was quite happy he got ripped apart because it ended his suffering. <laughs> He was in a bad way, that that robot. Yeah, they are Poor so... Guy. The robot designs, I can't even like emphasise enough how good these are. These are some of the best robot designs I've ever seen. Yeah, they're stunning. They're so weird. 
there was also that woman. I think well, she may be French. He doesn't, <laughs> yeah. he doesn't have what? I'm I'm lucky he doesn't have broomsticks for arms. <laughs> His arms are spindly and broomsticks style. Yeah, but they're robot arms. <laughs> Just yeah, I didn't say he had like he doesn't have like a broom at the end of this the sticks. He has hands, but <laughs> the arms are oh. cobbled together from broomsticks. I love the one that's wearing like a little hat and he cut him in half. <laughs> Is that not the one I'm thinking of with the broomstick arms? No, there's a different one. There's several of these like weird old looking ones. There's one that's just a face on a screen. Oh, yeah. He's attached to a little body. There's one who's just like the face and nothing else. Yeah, I really like these robots. They're really good. Yeah, there's the kind woman that she likes David. Yeah. She also really creeped me out though. So she was like being friendly and he liked her, but like I was a bit unsettled by her too. Mm. I was quite glad to see her go as well. <laughs> Yeah, they all go, so it's fine. Um, but then the other robot who's there is obviously Gigolo Joe. Yeah, and he looks um, really well compared to the others. Yeah, I, so what I I loved about this character was his entrance and the way that like he looked like he was just living life, like it was a musical. Like everywhere he walks, he spins, and he's like, well... <laughs> yeah. I actually read in the trivia that he based all of his movements on like Fred Astaire, and like <laughs> um, he'd like watch Singing in the Rain and stuff because mm. he. His movements are all just like from that music, those musicals. And whatever, yeah, yeah, they? it's all like yeah, elaborate His jumps. Physicality in this film is is actually brilliant. The way it's mesmerizing. Around, I actually did believe that it was a robot Jude Law. <laughs> so he's introduced. He's introduced in what a city or something, yeah, and he's, he's in Blade like, Runner. For a short time. Yeah, <laughs> he's having sex with a. He's having sex with a lady, and then he goes to have sex with another lady, but. The lady is like, stop crying, and he he touches, and it's just blood everywhere. Yeah. So he he gets framed for a crime, well, a murder, and then is on the run, which is when he bumps into David. Yeah. Hmm. It's so easy to frame a robot for a murder. Like it was clearly not him who did that. It yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. It'd it'd be against their like primary coding, I think. Mm. I even reckon that they'd have like a pretty good record of the time that he checked in. And they could just yeah, compare you... it to her time of death. Probably all right. He's probably got a little camera in his eyes. Like... Yeah, if if he can, like, you know, jerk his head and play a little song, surely he can record things with his eyes. Yeah, or, like, yeah, record that. Check that. Uh, uh, here's the little thing where that guy just admitted to murdering his wife. and <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, and he just said that to fucking me. And he went, I'm going to frame you for killing her. Yeah, yeah, it would the, be easy, wouldn't it? For robots that are meant to think and feel, I think they feel more than they think, it seems. Like All he they... thinks about his <laughs> no. But then he got... <laughs> but then... Bleep that out. <laughs> but he, he was obviously scared that he, he'd he been framed and immediately was like, right, I need to run. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he did freak out, didn't he? Mm. He's a bit of an idiot, isn't he? Well, did you like his character introduction, though, when he was like trying to... I mean, that woman had obviously hired him, but then also didn't want to use his services. Yeah, that was a bit of a weird situation, wasn't it? Yeah, he I was like, of... "What did he say?" Something like, "Once you go droid, you'll never go back." Yeah, <laughs> I kind of liked it. He was very sexy, and it yeah. was uh, he looked it really good. <laughs> That's just a natural Jude Law thing, though, isn't it? I think so shiny. <laughs> One yeah. thing that made me laugh, Emma, uh, my wife, was like, "If they made like this man to be like a perfect, I don't know, like a sex worker or whatever, why did they give him that hairline?" <laughs> <laughs> he has a lovely hairline in this film. No, he I mean, doesn't. Most of it's painted on. He's got like a sort of widow's peak. <laughs> like, yeah, um, I love he it. looks 
even though he's supposed to be quite sexy and stuff, and he is, he's got some. Well, I hair. think that nothing about hairline diminishes someone's sexiness. Actually, you would say like your hairline's on your shoulders. <laughs> 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 he's um, he looks like he could be in the fil- uh, the TV show Lazy Town. Remember that? He does look like Robbie yeah. Rotten, yeah. Yeah. Sportacus, Robbie Rotten, yeah. He's got that sort of vibe about him. But it works. He plays it. You know, you don't know what's going to be attractive in 140 years' time. But Jude Law will be. Yeah. <laughs> After his hit role as Dumbledore in The Secrets of Dumbledore. So, yeah, we're right. We've skirted around a bit. We do like um, Joe, though. He's a, he's a good character. He's um, good. So, we're at the Flesh Fair. All these freaks are getting thrown around. Brendan Gleeson. What does he do? So this is what I didn't understand. Another gripe that I have with this. He's brought the he's brought the droids in. He's brought the robots in. Hmm. Why does he have to pay to get the droid back to then put him in the show? Um did you find that a bit weird? What was that? Yeah. I didn't know what was going on, to be honest, at that point. Again, no. I kind of closed my eyes a little bit. What wasn't it, wasn't he paying for someone to retrieve the droids though? Like No, he was retrieving them. He was driving the moon. Oh, yeah, of course, he was. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um... <laughs> He's an idiot. Everyone does in this he... film's an idiot. So, so what does he get paid for? What is his role at the Flesh Fair? Is he the proprietor of the Fresh, Flesh Fair? Fresh That's the hardest Fresh? sentence I've ever said. <laughs> Maybe because of the state of that android, they were like, wait, no, this, this is a special one. We need to, I don't know, put a bit more money towards it. Maybe. I mean, I yeah, I guess we don't really know the jobs mm. of everyone at the Flesh Fair. But he so he gets rescued because Teddy points him out to a little girl. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but when they're like talking to the girl's dad, he's like, How do you how did you know there was a boy in there? And then the little girl says, He told me. And then there's a really long gap and then Teddy goes, I told her. And then that's <laughs> that's the end of that scene. <laughs> <laughs> What happens to that dad and that daughter after that scene? What happens thought... to anyone? They all just die. It's it's very forward moving. This film, isn't it? It kind of like it. When Wait, it does, moves to does the everyone next... die? Yeah, That's... humanity dies. David's the last thing left. Oh, oh shut yeah. up! Okay, <laughs> it's been two thousand years by the end. I know, but I meant like as they're escaping, like the 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 fair. Oh no, I don't think everyone dies. They all have like no. a riot, don't they? In the middle, they all. They all want a piece of Brendan. They're all going in to like yeah. rip, rip his body up, I suppose. But Gigolo Joe and uh, David get away with Teddy, don't they? Which is weird, actually, because Gigolo Joe also plays out our bug role kind of as well, doesn't it? It's like a shared uh, a shared mm. title here between him and Teddy, because as soon as Joe's in the equation, he kind of like starts to, I mean, teaching mm. them about he steps women. steps up. And, yeah, he yeah. starts teaching them about women and, you know, stuff that a kid... A robot kid doesn't need to know. But, I know, don't he... like it when he's making sex noises to the little boy. I no, mean, I know they're both not real, but oh, goodness. Yeah. I guess you're right, but I kind of took it that he was the Honest John. Honest John. John. Yeah, I, I like saw that fox, too. Because he's quite yeah. cunning. But yeah. Is he? Is he cunning? He moves in a lithe manner. Like yeah, he looks <laughs> like a fox. But he's not he he fox, does but look he's like a fox. He's yeah. an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But he he's an idiot, but he was a friend. Because it doesn't he... David gets away because of him, doesn't he? When later on in the film, when these guys have escaped the fair. At this point, is David being pursued still? Or... Because oh Gigolo Joe is... Any of this, Joe actually. definitely Gigolo... is. Jigolo Joe is being chased down by the authorities or, you know, their yeah. equivalent of that. 
yeah, they they're just coming for Joe to be honest. David's just still out on his own looking for yeah, the fairy. David's but, all right, really. Yeah, but Joe yeah. joins Joe joins David on this journey to find the fairy. None the wiser. <laughs> but he Ooh, says he David. says he says to go to the town because that's where all the ladies are, and he's going to have sex with all of them until he finds the blue fairy. <laughs> Such a, they're both a pa- Everyone in this film is an idiot. Yeah, they like, are because they're all considering they've made loads of intelligent things. They are all idiots. Because they're all <laughs> right. This is what a, a bugbear, I guess, is that they're all robots. So they are a, a high intelligence, and mm. the film is has intelligence in the name. But no one at any point in this film displays even a semblance of rational intelligence. No, like they're all stupid, and including like a... the aliens at the end or the <laughs> yeah. robot people. They're stupid yeah. as well. Like I said, yeah. I think I think they definitely feel more than they think in this. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, so they go to Rouge City. Um, do you have any comments about that? Well, this is where they find um, what was the guy's name? Doctor Doctor No. Who this is, is on Pleasure Island, isn't it? Yeah, City, I, I suppose. Yeah, but it's a bit confusing. Well, it's not Pleasure Island in the in the way we know it. This is no. just a place that people go to get pleasure. But like, or wasn't the Flesh Fair? Pleasure Island. Oh no, that's our that show. That's more Stromboli's is. show, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We know our quality of show is going to get ranked if Luke said he would go to. <laughs> <laughs> He'd also go to Rouge City. I know I would see you here, Luke. <laughs> it's full of sketchy characters like myself. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much. Give me the one with the broomstick arms. <laughs> Luke was there the other night. Oh, the Generation One. He's at the robo brothel asking. <laughs> Give me one with broomstick arms. Give me the <laughs> one with the face. toaster. <laughs> so, so... Oh. Give me the lamp. <laughs> Give me the lamp. <laughs> that lamp will do. <laughs> if you've got none left. After <laughs> <laughs> a riveting time at the show. Another, another show with the f- TV. Oh, God. <laughs> Him and Jude Law, <laughs> you Jude Law and Lamp, <laughs> sad faced robot. I mean, the place it just looks it's another like Blade Runner esque kind of cyberpunk place, isn't it? Lots yeah. of sort of, I mean, the, the big building they go in is just a big naked lady, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. she has a name as well. I can't like, remember. Let let's me show you in... inside Mildred. Yeah, that's it. Let's, let's go inside Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> me and Luke have eaten at Mildred's before, it's a restaurant. <laughs> we went to... <laughs> It did not look like that when we were there. <laughs> the same girl with her clothes on. I have like no notes for this whole bit in the whole city. I just wrote, what a terrible place. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it looked like. It does look pretty rough. Um, it's just very where... light. There's just lots of lights. Yeah, it's very you... very bright. Where do you think this is in the world? Vegas, maybe? Yeah, yeah maybe. I would, say, I would say that. Somewhere like that. It kind of reminded me of, you know, in Back to the Future 2 when Biff's taken over. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So they go into Dr. No, basically a big Google thing, but you've got to be really specific about what you're asking. Big Google, man. Yeah. Mm. Um, Considering it was Robin Williams, it wasn't like the funnest. No, it was was very, it was very AI, very robotic. Mm. I think that whole, I mean, it's just loads of like word art getting flung around the screen. I know. I think it's the part maybe in this that feels like it has aged the most, maybe. Yeah, I would Visuals say so. weren't fantastic for that part, but I, I kind of liked it. I like that he tried to like crawl into it at one point. Yeah. Like, try and chase the fairy. Felt a bit like a PS1 game, didn't it? Yeah, it looked like a PS1 menu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then he comes but... outside and what, the helicopters have come to get him. Yeah, so they've come to yeah. get Joe. 
after they've Doctor No has given them the directions to what will be the Blue Fairy in the form of like a po did he read it in the form of a poem was it or something yeah what was that verse where's yeah. that from is that from the book of pinocchio maybe i don't know <laughs> but tell him to go to new york basically yeah hmm. which is where they're headed next when... which is very far away from vegas if this was vegas which i well, well they end up maybe stealing a helicopter Jersey. don't they don't they steal yeah. a helicopter to get to they do yeah there's a point where it looks like david's just going to drive the helicopter i thought that was great <laughs> Did you? Yeah, he's just spinning around, smacking things. Yeah, is that sunken building our whale? Is is the Rockefeller Center the whale in this? Well, we we have a whale later on. We have a literal whale in a minute. There... Not a literal one, but there's a massive whale statue later on that he gets trapped underneath. Does he? Oh that's God. why. He, that's what he's trapped asleep. in. So, oh, so when yeah, you go oh, into yeah, the Pinocchio yeah, world, down. the massive a whale statue crashes it and that's yeah. what they get trapped in so but this could also like be using a... the icons of of pinocchio in that final scene but like in the actual sense of our story like do, is that building his whale because he, he must have just been trapped there on his own but why you know the creator Wait, why is who? he why is like the geppetto yeah. guy why is he professor just hobby right yeah yeah is he just in that building on his own um feels like he is yeah, well, this the, this city's all mostly underwater as well, isn't it? Professor Hobby, he is our uh, equivalent of Geppetto, who we don't actually meet till the end of the film, pretty much. It's like the last, I don't know, what, half hour? <laughs> Felt like yeah, two hours. we saw him at the start, didn't mm. we? Yeah, yeah, well, so we meet him at the start, but we, we, we meet him at the end, and at this stage, we think he's alone in this house. Hasn't he got a... Wasn't there one of his AIs that he was using as like a receptionist or... Oh, yeah. So she yeah. was there. And, and then David. loads of David and Darlene's. Yeah, yeah. And we oh, basically... There we go. And we see an aggressive side to our David when he learns that he's not the only David. He's like, I'm the only David! And starts smacking with a lamp, actually. <laughs> Uses a lamp. Oh, yeah, he smacks him to death, he, doesn't he? He, with grabbed, a lamp. he grabbed your lamp, Luke, and he... Uh, <laughs> and he from starts... The yeah, your lamp from the brothel, <laughs> and he starts sm smacking this uh, other David, and because so, yeah, he smacks him up, he smacks him all over, and he kills him. He and we know him. that if yeah, but if you do that, you kill. If if we're establishing that robot is alive, which they're not, like he kills it, which yeah, is awful. Does. Yeah, this that felt like something that David should have done earlier on, but like he doesn't really deserve to be a real boy after he just murdered someone just because they looked like him. No. The other no, David wasn't bad or anything, was it? But if anything, he should have done that to Martin. <laughs> should have smacked him with a lamp <laughs> in front of his mum and dad. <laughs> and then be like, Mum, I love you. <laughs> Do you remember when they were getting to this place, Teddy just kept growling as well? Yeah. What was that what about? about? Why did he do that? <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. the inventor kind of makes this whole like oh you were you are an individual because we we've been testing you this whole journey to see what you do like first of all i don't think this journey's the actual journey part's not been that long and also like what are you talking about what have you learned from this that you're yeah. this boy is awful so th this was the part where I kind of lost what was happening because I don't know how we got yeah. from that to where we go to next, which is obviously when he's under the water and well, trapped. he tries to he tries to kill himself. He jumps off a building. Oh yes, of course, because yeah. he yeah because he is hurt that he is not the only David and but proceeds what? to jump in the water. 
what are their intentions with this David? Because like he's in like an action figure packaging. You see, yeah. like there's like ten of them in a row. They're like, yeah. So they're gonna sell him in toy shops, or is he a thing that people buy as a surrogate son? Like, what's the what's the purpose? I don't think they're clear on it. And also, how no. much does a robot cost? Because in this be world, expensive. it seems like, yeah. It's well, in this world, it seems like everyone's got one, like <laughs> well, can... for a, a, a something. Which is weird because then you've also got the ones that are out living in the world. So are these ones meant to be owned? Yeah, like <laughs> oh. if if it was me and I was a poor man in this world and I really needed someone to like, I don't know, tend crops to my land, I'd go into the forest and I'd kidnap se- several of these like horrible <laughs> ones and I'd just force them to do my bidding. Like you've got all these, these you good love those weird tech. robots. I love them, but like it just seems so wasteful that you just like you, you can only buy David. <laughs> and now, oh, we can buy a little boy who can't do anything except be a freak. I'd love to go to the future and see Luke running a, <laughs> a farm full of broken robots and and twelve year old boys. Dude. I don't want them. No, I don't want any of the boys. I hate Luke, the boys. Luke and his lamp with <laughs> with their son. David. <laughs> Me I feel and my like wife. they've got <laughs> Luke and his wife. His I feel like they've gone like higher and higher with this. His they've had like <laughs> she's the light of my life. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I, feel I was like in the dark before so... I met you. <laughs> God's sake! Oh my God! <laughs> you saved me. <laughs> I, f- I feel like they've progressed like robotics so much in like a hundred years until the point where you've got Jude Law. And then you've you've done it, you've perfected it, and then they just go, "Oh, let's build a little boy." Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, build a little boy. Yeah, it's a bit confusing because they do they say at the start they want to do it just to find if they can program love, right? Yeah. But the way they they go about it is that they just make a guy unconditionally love a woman because she said six words to him touching his head. He's not learned to love; he's been programmed to love. She does it like the uh, Winter Soldier as well, doesn't she? She reads out the uh, yeah. a bunch of words to program him. Yeah, this is exceptionally cruel as well because they this boy is is immortal, and they even say like, "How long have I, have you, are you going to be alive?" And she's like, "About fifty more years." So, best case scenario here, this little boy remains a little boy for fifty years. Loving his mum and wanting his mum to treat him like she's like a 30-year-old woman. But mm. soon she'll be an 80-year-old woman and not be able to mother him. Then mm. she's going to die and he's got the rest of time of like not knowing how to mourn because yeah. he's broken and he's born broken. He's never yeah. allowed out of the house either, is he? In that in that version no. of events. He's kept no. in the cupboard. Well, I mean, ChatGPT did say we'd be asking a lot of questions and we are, aren't we? There you go. Although, actually, speaking of like the characters that came up earlier, I remembered one more thing I wrote down when I was looking up trivia earlier. Apparently, there when this film came out around the time, there was like um, promotional websites they made for the for the film, and it had like extra information about the film, about what happened. Because obviously, by the end of the film, two thousand years have passed. You know, we're met with these uh, alien type creatures and or this latest evolution of these artificial intelligence obviously we assume that the characters from the beginning are you know long gone by this point Henry and um is. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. but so on <laughs> on this on this website though it says that the brother uh what was his name martin 
Yeah, Martin, yeah. Yeah, so apparently Martin grew up to be an architect, and after he was traumatised by the disappearance of David, he spent his career building sentient AI houses. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this mum is terrible! She's the worst mum ever! <laughs> Basically, so the dad, what's his name again? Henry. Henry, whatever. <laughs> so Henry has gone to his wife, right... Here's something. Um, it can't be reversed, and if and if we want to reverse it, we just need to take it back to the factory. It needs to be reset. Mm. He'll love you unconditionally after this, and it's very like intense. So yeah. be ready to do it. Okay, they do that. They then introduce him. The kid, the brother, starts warming to the boy, but, but then after a series of events, they think, oh, it's not safe. So what would you? I would just take him back to the factory and be like, right, I'm sorry, but. We've got to deprogram you. Or we need to but, run diagnostics on this guy. Or we yeah. need to like make him into something less. We need to make yeah. him into something like Teddy that can't hurt you as much. Yeah, as we need to make sure that if we threaten him, he doesn't drag your other child underwater. That's a massive thing we need to. Can we put max. his consciousness inside Teddy's body, please? Yeah. Or could we put it into Jude Law's body? <laughs> <laughs> please. <Yeah. laughs> no, we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. But. But then instead, the boy, the brother, has to mourn this dead robot forever, not knowing what happened to him. The mm. parents never tell him. Like, they're just idiots. Yeah, they are. Um, how sad is it when he finally finds the blue fairy and he's just sat there going, please make me a real boy, please, please. Yeah. And it just goes on and on for 2,000 years, <laughs> him doing that until he gets frozen. Yeah, yeah, so he's trapped in underneath the whale that we mentioned earlier, and he they go to is it Coney Island or something? Yeah, to Pinocchio Land is yeah, that a real I place? Thought, I've been to Coney Island. It's in New York. But I mean, is the Pinocchio part a real place? I don't think so. Not that I know of. Not when I was there, it wasn't anyway. I was. <laughs> I wouldn't be here right now. I'd still be there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just going to end. When he was begging the blue fairy, I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, that is the saddest ending ever." Yeah, because I'd I'd heard that it had a controversial ending. So if it just ended there, that would have been awesome. Insane. That would be so dark. Mm. Saddest ending. I mean, it's still very sad what actually happens. Yeah, it felt it reminded me of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull a little bit when all the uh, aliens started appearing. Yeah, so these yes, are these are like future robots because there's been an ice age and all humans are dead, hmm. and now the the alien the robot AI that uh, rule the planet and they've they evolved. Have, they've yeah. evolved to have their own form and language, but they also kind of treat human beings a bit like we treat dinosaurs or cavemen. Yeah, so they are fascinated by the history of us and they view humanity through this like amazing lens which i think is a is a very optimistic view of technology which i'm really surprised it was kubrick's like idea for it but yeah. it does work um and then they defrost this boy and then they see that they're saying about how important he is he's really important to them but that's because he's seen humans right he's the last like yeah. Yeah. Thread to connect. To How the is world. this the last thing left? Like, surely there's loads of these weird robots everywhere. Yeah, you'd think by that point there might be someone in space or something. I just someone think. On the moon. Uh, maybe I'm missing something, but why? So after this have happened, where David was trapped underwater for two thousand years, there must have been a bit more time on on land. So didn't they launch maybe a 
thousand more David and Darlene dolls everywhere, and all of them have unique relationships with yeah. humans. And most well, I don't of them. know. Maybe there was an event that we don't know about. Yeah, that sort of wiped out the rest of humanity and, you know, or the rest but, of the... But there part. was no one else who was underwater. No other robot trapped underwater. Not that they found yet. I bet there's loads, tons of these freaks just, like, everywhere. Someone Can... in, like, a submarine. You I just go into the, the forest. The, and the space just... station's the one. I reckon there's someone in the space station. You just go into the forest and they're scavenging in there. There must be loads underwater. Well, maybe it's just that he was in the perfect um, situation to get preserved. I just want to say as well, um, to the artist who ever built that blue fairy statue in this world, that's an amazing statue that he survived under in the <laughs> yeah, ice. Just yeah. Pretty intact. And then Nothing they defrosted else survived it. Apart from that. I mean, yeah, it does fall to bits, but it feels a little bit like that should have happened for a long time. Mm, should have had yeah. no paint on it. Yeah, it's true, yeah. actually. It did get preserved very well. It's Same amazing. with David's um, circuits and stuff. Like, fair play to him. They, they and the bear. It. He was made to lot. The bear, especially, yeah. yeah. All that fur should have rotted off him. <laughs> I know. You'd think the hair would have disintegrated in his bum pocket, but no, it was still there. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the wish, they, he has a, a kind of conversation and he says, like, I wish that I was a real boy. And they're like, no, that's not happening. So he goes, okay, I wish my mum was here. He's like, she's, she's well dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been probably been, I don't know, I think they should have just unplugged him, cut his I mean, head the off. Ending, the ending was very bleak, but, like, these alternatives are very, even more bleak, aren't they, really? Uh, they it's unplugged weird. him, or if they, he just didn't get to see his mum at all. These AI folk have got some very weird technology. So they can bring back a person, but they can only bring it back for one day, like 24 hours, and then mm-hmm. when they go to sleep, they're dead again. So some sort of like Pushing Daisies power from the TV show Pushing Daisies starring Lee mm-hmm. Pace, where if he touches a dead body, it comes back to life, but then he touches it again, it dies. It's that kind of power. Why? That's such a, a very specific rule. Mm. Well, that's what I was thinking. I, I mean, it's just a case of watching too many like Black Mirrors or something. But like, why couldn't his final wish have been, can you not like reprogram me in my head so that I just think that I'm living it? You know, they could have yeah. put him into some sort of hallucination yeah. where that day's just never ending or something. Or maybe like, could you build a robot version of my mum? Yeah. Uh, like you've got here. There we go. That's her. It'd You'd be none per- wiser, per- would it? Mm. Yeah, just like create like a, a rudimentary robot or just keep him in like this zoo yeah. and just have this fake mum in there. Mm-hmm. But I guess what makes us more human than the way that we persevere through um, loss, love and loss. But she closes her eyes, so she dies and he closes his eyes and that is him dead. How? He's fully satisfied, isn't he? Yeah, but I've been fully satisfied after a roast dinner, but I don't die. Like, I don't just die. Yeah, but if you reach the... He can't eat. He can't have a roast dinner. We saw what that spinach did to him. Then, <laughs> like, That's a moot it... point. Does the bear die? What's the happening to the bear? The That's end. the saddest part. I'm surprised you've not zoned in on this earlier because he's living what Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio lived. All of his like, friends and family are just dead around him. The bear, oh. yeah. He's just surrounded by these aliens. Oh, it's worse in this case because there's just nothing left <laughs> at all. 
You'd think like, Bernard's got human... to live in the Arctic, basically, like just walking around in ice. Yeah, you you think bringing back that that like uh, mum, she'd just freeze to death immediately. She lives in the Arctic. Yeah, <laughs> There's I know. nothing left. There's probably no oxygen. They've recreated the house though, haven't they? And How? They're what watching old? it through a table. Yeah, that yeah. I cool. I thought it was like a dream sequence for them, wasn't it? It was just like, you know, he's living it, but it's it's only him who's living it until mm. he obviously goes to sleep. Oh yeah. right. So is it actually not even a they've not built that house then? No, I think they it's said like that they did. But I, <laughs> I thought they built it as like a simulation in his head for him. That's so why he could I live think so they he could live it. the perfect day that he But why would know, it just be a day if they can build it? Why did they just give it infinite yeah. time like a that's it, they're bored of it. So they're like we'll give him twenty four hours. It's like the library episode of Doctor Who where they, they upload everyone and they can all just live forever in this or like a good version we'll say san junipero from black mirror that's the good all right okay okay all right it's not doctor who that was a really good episode actually of series four episode (laughs) six of doctor who so yeah like the whole ending how did it make you feel when that happened i was devastated um genuinely i'm making jokes now but um i was in a really bad way I was mm. very ill when I was watching this, so I had Stop like... Stop saying it like you were on your deathbed. You had food poisoning. <laughs> I had food poisoning. I was poisoning, very ill, so... makes it sound like you were on the way out. And I this... had food... All right, fine. Shut up. So I had food poisoning when I watched this, and I watched it kind of a bit delirious and a bit tired. And so I was pretty disconnected to the rest of it, but I wasn't like emotionally connected. This whole like last 10 minutes, I just couldn't stop crying. I just couldn't stop at all. Like I was in like... I was in a really bad way. I was crying all through the credits. I ended up calling my mum. I was going for one last day with her. Yeah, I was in a really bad way. I was like, blimey, what? Would you like a coffee, mum? <laughs> yeah. He said to her. Yeah, I did. Well, I was asking her for some hair, just in case. <laughs> was that so you could clone her, or was that just so you could stick it to your bald head? <laughs> in my bum? Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. like, like the bear oh, that's where you were going I was trying to take a shortcut to your punchline it's not what you said you want to put her hair I don't want to put my mum's hair on my bum using the lamp to push it up oh, <laughs> this is a children's podcast they won't understand oh, um, yeah at first, when the ending started and it went to the future, like even more distant future, and those robots appeared, I was starting to feel a little bit like, nah, this is it. I'm checked out here. Mm. But then I think that they did redeem it because they did do something interesting, even though there are a lot of like weird questions we're asking about, like the actual mechanics of it. It was good. I was very sad when it happened and when the lights went out and whatever. But at the same time, I did feel a little bit empty after. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I almost felt like we'd gone on this whole journey with, like, even though we didn't get to see the life of most of the, like, every, it's like we said earlier, every character that comes into this film, they seem to disappear and then they're, they're done and then suddenly years have passed and they're long gone. And, like, the only permanent character in this whole thing has been Teddy and <laughs> Teddy and David, by which point we're left without David and and therefore mm-hmm. no perspective of what's going on because we obviously see most of this film from the perspective of David. Mm. So yeah, I just I, I felt like I felt directionless at the end. I was like, what 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 now? I, I came up at the end with more questions than answers. <laughs> it's just very bittersweet, isn't it? I guess like he gets yeah. his good day, but also he just like ends up dying after just 
playing hide and seek with his mum for a couple of hours. Yeah, yeah. Like he could have helped shape this future civilization. Like he's he has some really good knowledge, but mm. that inventor is just so cruel in making him just a little boy who can't do anything. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose it's like he's he spends this whole film searching for a reason to become human or sorry he he wants to be human he wants to be a real boy and he spends this whole film trying to get that and it's kind of like what some of the other Pinocchio films that we've watched have have done you know when he doesn't physically become a real boy they show that in other ways and I guess that like because they said about he's like the last human memory right so that's how they were able to craft this whole entire ending that we see based on his memories. But if he's the last human memory, but they've said they've brought humans back before for one whole day, so there must be other human memories they've found. Otherwise, they wouldn't yeah. know about that. But yeah, I guess I they also so. said about, like, if you tell them anything, they just, like, freak out, don't they? They just get too confused. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they've they've brought people back and then just hey. freaked <laughs> out. Yeah, he knows how to react with humans, whereas they're not waking up to just see, like, this man that's just made of like pencils. But I'm pretty sure they said, I'm pretty sure, sure at the beginning, they said something about the Mechas not being able to dream. And obviously at the end, it's like a dream sequence, isn't it? So yeah. that's David's version of a dream. Therefore, is that David's version of being the a real human. boy? Because he's done, yeah. he's elevated above what, you know, that, that race that now exists can actually do. Yeah. I that's suppose awesome. he does achieve it. He, he gets his dream doesn't he? he gets to have a dream and yeah see. it's just it's just the way it's presented isn't it it's kind of like for the whole film he's like please make me real please make me real oh by the way here's the fairy let's crumble it by the way we can't make you real but we can give you 24 hours and then you can die yeah <laughs> and it's, that that's why you're sort of left like oh okay do you think he's dead do you think he's dead or do you think he's pretending i think he's just like <laughs> he's, oh he's i've died around. he's just <laughs> closing his eyes like he's not dead he's he's yeah, a computer he's just joking he's just turned <laughs> himself off stuff. you just have to press the button and he turns back on again I guess it maybe he was built for a purpose. Like that's the thing. At the end of the day, yeah, he's feeling love, but at the end of the day, he is programmed. He's a program. So yeah. they've programmed him for this one purpose to have love and to be loved back. And then he achieves it and then he just basically self destructs, I guess. That's him turned off. I wish you'd seen him explode or something or Oh, that'd have been a sick ending. <laughs> like just Lincoln Park, like what? Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you the play, credits. you play what I've done, <laughs> directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> Loads of lens flare, just David burning <laughs> the house in shreds. Oh. Yeah, but in yeah. a nutshell, that's the film. <laughs> that is, yeah. it is pretty. Good, Lots good of big questions. Yeah. All right. Um, so what should we do next? I well, think well, we should. Uh... We got to rate this bad boy. Yeah. Should we? We've spoken about the ride that the film's taken us on. Should we um, jump in the police helicopter that we've hijacked and head over to sunken New York City, where we can yeah. discuss everything? Let's do it. Okay, let's go. Pop in. Go. Look out for those towers. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're here in the sunken remains of New York City. Let's are we in the water our... right now, or are we... Our feet are gently lapping. Oh, uh, lovely. Yeah. Oh. A little boy is oh, just kicking the water the around. <laughs> oh, God, are we going to go save him? No. I've got um, to don't worry, he'll be this. fine. He'll be alive in 20... uh, 2,000 years. Let's uh, go over to our chief ranker, Luke Thomas. 
Hello. Um, so we've got to um, split up some of these characters. It's going to be a bit hard because there's a few that don't necessarily fit into our traditional roles, mm-hmm. but we'll do our best. So our first category is uh, our papa. We've got two contenders for this. We've mm. got our mama, who's the mum, but we also have the inventor, Professor Peach or whatever his name was. Hobby. Professor, Professor Hobby. Hobby. So <laughs> it could be one of those two. Which one do you think fits Geppetto more? Because you've got the caring maternal side, yeah. like maternal, mm. like that parent side, or you've got the person who invented the thing who based him on his real son, which is I I've think it's another... Hobby. I think it's got to be Hobby. Mm. Shame we nearly had another woman on the cards. Yeah, I'm sorry, Monica, <laughs> but. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Monica. Monica. So it's going to be hard. Okay, well, this first one's going to be hard. Italianness. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> this guy Italian. is not Italian. I mean, he's played by. Let's see if he's got any Italian. William Hurt. Definitely not an Italian sounding name. General Ross from the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, William Hurt was born uh, to Claire Isabel named McGill. So, McGill and Alfred. McCord Hurt. So that sounds like American. Scottish or Irish American, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think there's any Italian in this film. There's no also. sign in this film that no. Italy still exists in the future. I think yeah. we give him a zero. I, yeah, I think zero. in the past we've put NA for for any categories that don't apply, but I mean, you know, he's a human being, so he can have yeah. an Italian yeah. meter. He could have eaten yeah. a pizza. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I, reckon, I, re- I reckon a strong zero. Yeah. Then we've got fatherliness. Yeah, so this is a weird one because obviously he's crafted David based on his actual son. So, mm. I mean, is that... He got some solid photos with his son, to be fair. Like, yeah. he looked like a good dad, Yeah, maybe. he looked like he... Yeah, you know... in the past. Though I do think... Oh! <laughs> I mean, he's that in the past because he's dead in the present. Does that stop a person becoming a father if they lose their son? No, but I feel like it's not a very fatherly thing to do to mass produce a clone of your son mm. and then just put him out in the world and let all manner of horrible things happen to him. Ooh. Like he's supposedly testing this kid. That means he's yeah. viewing everything that's happening to him. He's seen his son get put on a pyre and get things yeah. thrown at him and potentially be burned by Brendan Gleason. Just just to, to remind me, so he jumps off the building. Does Hobby ever come back after that? Is that <laughs> no, him done? No, no, that's him Because done. I think we bridged over Gigolo Joe getting Magnet pulled away to get <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you got about that. There. I think I kind of snoozed through that, though. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Go, though. But, but uh, he, saved, he saved David in that part, yeah, didn't he? Yeah, he lets he? David. He kind of, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so he's more of a father, Gigolo Joe. So this human man, is he doesn't even save his creation. So nah. zero? Mm-hmm. I think he's lost empathy. He was, a, he is a father. He has been in the past. I'm sure he was good to his son before he he went. So I think maybe a one. Okay, yeah, a one. I think and, one. And I would say if we were in an alternate version doing Monica, I would also give her a one because she's yeah. terrible at being a mum. She doesn't know how to deal with her kids, and then so, so she abandons him. She abandons him <laughs> in Drives the woods, him out to the forest. Yeah. Why didn't he just look for the directions home? <laughs> it did look like it was one road. Yeah, it was one road, and then whatever. <laughs> Craftsman skill. Now, this is an Hi. exciting one. This is yeah. a fantastic looking puppet. I mean, yeah. it looks like him. 
So a, I think it's a ten. It can't be anything less because he. But did he craft it with his bare hands? No, he's got a team okay. doing that. Maybe an eight then. But he's the mind. He's the mind behind it. And, and who's so, to say he didn't invite some of the other uh, invent some of the other freaks? Yeah, he probably invented most of them, didn't he? He probably made the lamp. Yeah. Yeah. First ever lamp. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> and then uh, sadness. Now, what do you think his sadness level is? Six. Well, I don't yeah. know. It's probably pretty high. He's just in the sunken remains of New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's Waiting. living in the sunken remains of New York. His son is surrounded dead by clones of his son as well. <laughs> and yeah. like gender swap designs of his son. Yeah. Nine. But he seems pretty chill at the start, doesn't he, when he's doing yeah. that lecture? He's making jokes, he's pretty funny. He well, doesn't not, seem but... that sad, but there's a lot of underlying sadness there. He's but alive. yeah, why is he in the sunken remains of New York? Because it doesn't look like he does the lecture from there. No. And this was a few years after that. I mean, would you give up that, that pretty good real estate? Like, I mean, a lot of it's poking out of the sea. Just what, a bit, the get some boats. <laughs> yeah. It looked like there was no lights in there, though. It was all in the dark. Yeah, because you can't use lights in a... Why are they building it there? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> Can we give him a 7.5 for sadness? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's I'm making me sad thinking about his life. 7.5. Okay. Then we've got the bug. And again, we kind of had two. There's Teddy and there's Gigolo Joe. But Gigolo Joe is a bit like handsome... Whatever yeah. the, the silly fox, because yeah. he looks like a fox. <laughs> but he's got like so, a little purple suit on. He sings high diddly d esque songs. Yeah, he's. Yeah. So we're gonna oh, do Teddy. Spins. We're gonna do Teddy, but like uh, maybe we might discuss Gigolo Joe a little bit in maybe, yeah. maybe the comparison. comparison yeah. Definitely for this one, charm. This bear is not charming. Mm, he's Teddy. creepy. He's a creep. But there's something charming about his body and the way he moves. Yeah, like if he didn't speak to me, I'd hug him. But then, I don't when like he his face. Me... Yeah, his face is angry, but the way he yeah. moves and stuff, there's just something about that. Yeah, intriguing. I don't like this guy. <laughs> well, when when David got left, I was happy he was with Teddy because I was like, you know, T- Teddy's taught him a few things here and there. He's yeah. he knows what it's like to be a, an AI robot. I think I think maybe a a four. Yeah, I'm yeah. Happy with that. Okay. Role model. This isn't a role model. This is like a bear. He doesn't teach him anything except he does. Well, we've not even got to teach an ability. So, role model. He doesn't model the way to be a robot. Yeah, he's not like a model citizen or anything. He's just no. there. He's just there the whole film, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's kind of just in the background. Yeah, just he's not letting... trying to be an example, is he? And he doesn't teach him. So, he's zero for both of these things. Hold your horses. <laughs> Let's go with sorry, proper old school phrase there. Hold your horses. <laughs> Let's say as a role model, I agree. I think that should probably be a zero. Yeah. But teaching ability, there he gives a few facts and little things like that, and he does tell David, "Don't do this, you'll die." Don't eat spinach. Spinach is not for robo boys. Yeah. So there's a few little things like that that I think he deserves maybe just. It is a pity point, but maybe one or two for though for teaching ability, because he does spit out some facts just in a very robotic manner. Yeah, I reckon a two. I think one, yeah, but okay, I, I could give it to two. If we were to do Gigolo Joe for this charm, ten, ten, Hi, role yeah. model, uh, 
nine. Like mm. he's a pretty decent role model. He's a is he? He goes on the run. Yeah, he's he a sex worker. He doesn't who gets... tell anyone that there's a murdered person there. He just thinks about himself. He's a I sex worker teaching... who gets falsely accused of a crime and still has all this charm and energy. Like I kind of like this fella. I I do think his Joe's teaching ability would be higher than his role model rating. I think. Yeah, he teaches okay, really so good, right? maybe but... a five for role model and a nine. Luke, for this teacher. is basically like you'd look at a vibrator and you'd go, "Good role model." That's basically <laughs> what he is. He's that on legs. You're going. Yeah, no. There's loads more going. There's loads more going on behind that guy's beautiful eyes. <laughs> Is there though? I think he's just thinking about pleasure. Yeah, that's true. He's he's a bit stupid as well. That yeah, they're all stupid. So no one can teach anyone anything because every yeah. character in this film is an idiot. It's just. Dumb. Anyway, look, let's not be ranking additional yeah. people because this has already been our longest episode, I think. Uh, villain. <laughs> uh, so this villain, we are going to use Mad-Eye Moody. Fella. Brendan Gleeson. Best yeah. character name, Lord Johnson Johnson. No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Lord, Lord Johnson Johnson. So Johnson, we've got our first JJ. Johnson. Okay, so fret level, not that threatening. He's got a big balloon. He's untrustworthy. He's resources. We always talk about the re. Well, I always yeah. talk about the resources. And he has got resources. <laughs> he has he a has good got hat. Resources. His vehicle is impressive. We'll give yeah. him that. Good hat. He's established this really interesting, like little coliseum in the woods. Like, I kind of respect it. I do. Yeah, I like his vibe. Yeah, I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the only character I genuinely like. <laughs> Just he's thriving in this world, isn't he? Yeah, he's thriving in this dying world, and he knows what he's doing. Like he's good. I don't think he's that threatening because he gets attacked by his crowd. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And his crowd are stupid. They're clouded by emotion and 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 foolish. He wants to give them the show of their life. Is it, fre- <laughs> <laughs> Is it a bit threatening to lack the empathy that you'd be just happy to just kill a kid in front of loads of people? Not a kid. It's not a kid. Yeah, it looks like a kid. There's something a Kill bit it. psychopathic about being able to shut off the fact that he looks exactly like a kid and reacts like a kid. Yeah. Some would say psychotic. Some would say like he's a realist, and this guy, I really respect him in the future. He, <laughs> he's like, we've scanned him. He's a robot. Let's All shoot right. him. Who cares? If that, was, if that looked like a dog, say it looked like a Labrador. Yeah. Would you be the same? I would shoot it right in the head. I, I don't care. It's oh, not a lie. You shoot you it, bolts fly out. Would you kill a real animal? Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to be told a vegan. Oh, sorry. He's, he's the guy from Guardians. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's all. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's quite threatening that he would just kill a kid. It's not, I know it's yeah. a robot, but like it looks. It, it resembles a kid. And Does he it go up to that? Does he go up to that human little girl and go, "I'm going to kill you"? No, he just says, "I'm going to kill this fake." But robot the more you do things boy. like that, it desensitizes people, doesn't it? No, because so it's not real. Doing it. Because it's not a kid yet, would you be <laughs> So okay, so I watched say, no, no, don't say what you're about to say, but I watched Evil Dead Rise the other day. And in that No spoilers, because I, I haven't seen that yet. Okay. Alright, let's think of other films. But basically, <laughs> imagine films where children are getting viciously injured and killed. I don't go, I can't watch that because then I'll be desensitised to the idea of child death because it's not real. Watching something being active in something is different, though. It's not active. I'm an audience member at the thing. Yeah, that guy's threatening, but if I was watching that, I'd be like, let's go on with the show. It's a robot. (laughs) It doesn't matter. He's dying to see this show. He looks like a kid. That's the whole point of this, is that he's feeling love and all that stuff. I don't really care for him. 
it doesn't matter. It's a robot. Just no, shoot it. it. Or burn it. it. Or... I don't know. It's a right, bit so, weird. So it doesn't have blood. threat level has gone up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have blood. Like, it's not even alive. This is ridiculous. What do we think, then? Like, Bonds five? Don't have blood, but they're living things. Uh, I wouldn't sort of... To be fair, like, I've never thought about, like, if Pinocchio's in danger, I feel more for him <laughs> than I would do for this boy who's played by a real boy. <laughs> looks like a boy. He just oh. looks so much like a human. All right, fine. It's a bit sick. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We, we've not got to you're, appearance You're coming across a bit Ricky Gervais here. <laughs> oh, no. In my black T-shirt. <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this society telling me what I can and can't say. I think it's quite threatening. I would give it, yeah, like, it's six. Yeah, probably a six. And he has got the resources. Yeah. Quality of show, though. <laughs> it's hot. <laughs> Well, that's a, a 10 out of 10. There. I think it's a 10. Yeah, it's quite everyone high. There's was motorbikes. loving it. And everyone was loving it, weren't they? You can get involved as well. It looks yeah. so fun. Like I would love to see something like that. Yeah, Do you remember... we know you would. <laughs> Did, did did you notice the bit when they all when they all turn on him and they decide that they don't like that he wants to kill the kid? Um, they're all throwing stuff at him, and it looked like they're throwing like are they called what are they called like happy sacks? The little <laughs> what are they called? The, you know, the yeah, little bean bag, like a bean bag. Yeah, happy yeah. sacks. Yeah, them. Like I'm sure they were just throwing t- loads of bean bags at him. <laughs> yeah. Why would they give him bags on <laughs> I don't know. I think this is. I don't know. Maybe they're eating them. Well, the man selling the hot dogs was throwing them at everyone in the crowd, so maybe they were just throwing the hot dogs. That might have been what it was. Oh, maybe. Sorry, what's the name of the show again? Flesh Fair. Flesh Fair. That's so sick. (laughs) That's the thing. That's another thing that makes this an issue. If if it's (laughs) just robots, why is it called Flesh Fair? They don't have flesh. Flesh is a human thing. Because it's a celebration celebration of what it means to be human and not a dirty (laughs) robot scum. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking at pictures now and this is a fantastic show. I would definitely go here. God, it's so exciting. There's an article that say that says the strange, ugly, forgotten future of AI when I <laughs> typed in flesh fair. Depending on how strong your stomach is, the flesh fair is either the best sequence of the film or an absolute nightmare. It is a nightmare. It's scary. Scary how much I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? Quality of show? Did we say 10? Um, yeah, man. Yeah, we, we said 10. Is that everything for Lord Johnson Johnson? That's, that's yep, everything that's for Lord, Lord Johnson Johnson. Johnson. Um, so finally, we've got our real boy. Um, our first rating is transformation. Does he transform? Looks wise. No. Actually, do you know what? I don't think he even really has much of a character arc. No. He's just kind no. of programmed. He has a journey, but not a, it's not more a transformation. about what it does for you. Yeah. Does he learn? What does he learn? Yeah, it's more the audience transforming than it is the uh, the character. Yeah, I I don't think he learns. He can't learn anything. He's pro- pre-programmed. So I think he transformation. He doesn't transform at all. I think he's a one. Mm. Well, well, on our last one, I don't think there was a transformation either. So we did NA. So do we do NA for this? I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. I mean, yeah, he's not when he's he's been through two thousand <laughs> years. He's not really any different, is he? He's still I mean, just a loving tr- creep. He just he just transformed from being alive to dead. <laughs> just switched off. Endless, yeah. You just turn him back on. Puppet rating. This is a phenomenal looking puppet. Yeah. Yeah. He's exactly like a real boy. But is yeah. that what you want from a puppet? One that wants to be real, I guess it is. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. Maybe it's what I want from an AI or like a a robot. 
I suppose it's that you look at all the other puppets in this, if you want to call them that, the robots. And they're all broken, I suppose. Yeah, they're all a bit broken. There's a guy with broomsticks for arms. Even Jude Law's one, yeah, he's sexy, but like he looks a uh-huh. bit Yeah, he's got the funny hair, he's got a bit of a shine to him. Yeah. A bit unnatural. Whereas David, apart from the way he acts, he does look very realistic. And that's what they're yeah. kind of striving for here. Mm. So I, would I say think he's pretty uh, well made. I think a seven. <laughs> what wait, what's the actual exact wording of this category? Puppet rating. Puppet rating. He survives two thousand years. Oh. Okay, here we go. Which one of the ones we've seen so far could survive two thousand years submerged underwater and survive an ice age? None of them. In the past, as well, though, we have done this based on what we think how he looked. Like, for example, we rated Pinocchio from Shrek. Say how handsome is he? (laughs) No, like Pinocchio from Shrek got a ten because of how great he looked like we said he was our favorite design is this our favorite design of Pinocchio? no that's why i said seven <laughs> i don't like this boy's look so he's a seven out of ten child <laughs> yeah this is weird when it's just a real kid yeah, it's just a boy. <laughs> it's actually really weird i, gi- I give him a six <laughs> <laughs> luke give him a number give number the boy <laughs> Oh, ten. He's a ten. <laughs> he's a ten out of ten boy. He he does look like a standard kid though, doesn't he? He's a really good boy, isn't he? Like a good actor. <laughs> he's a good, a good actor. Boy. He's, a, he's a good actor. Yeah, they've made a good actor there. Yeah, I don't understand. I think he's. It's just the way he's made. He's made to last. He looks real. He fools a lot of people. That he's real. They have to literally X-ray his head. I'm sorry, yeah. but I have to be. I have to step in and say we are not rating this a ten. Like, no, he's not a ten. That. No, he's a seven. Okay. But okay. Yeah, the craft's now, fantastic there, but yeah, it's just a boy. Okay, length of nose. <laughs> I would say maybe, maybe. <laughs> a Should se- we Google the length of his yeah, nose? Yeah, let's look at that, like six centimeters. Like, is that how? Are we going from um here to here? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's got to go from. Here to here. Edge is of it the not? nostril. Yeah, edge of nostril. Circumference. <laughs> I think that this bot, this guy, this boy had a little nose, didn't he? Just a little. Yeah. So what? We, so what? We're doing that. So the length <laughs> as it goes out, because yeah. this that, this boy has, a, like, if Less. that, he has a very small nose. All right. Well, one centimeter then. <laughs> it, I think it has to be. It's just a human boy's nose. I love the rest of our, the rest of our me- measurements have been like meters long. <laughs> I gets a centimeter. Gets <laughs> a centimeter, and then his, uh, his nose does not grow. No, doesn't grow whatsoever. And then that also relates to our last one, which is his lie scale following the Nando's spice. Did anyone what? count his lies? He doesn't say a single lie. I was going to say he's so programmed that everything he says is a hundred percent. Like it's well, it's it's true, isn't it? Well, yeah. I got so, four. I actually got four because he said that he's a real boy a bunch of times, and we all know he's not. Oh, but that was his. He pers- to, no, he lied to them saying that he was real, like when he was in the cage, because he didn't want to get killed. So he said he was real. No, but he thought he was real then. Yeah, I suppose, but we know that he's not. He knows he's not. But yeah, he must lie? know by he this point. He doesn't point, know. Is it a lie? No, he he does know because. Martin made sure he knew about it, the little bully. He told him loads of times, you're a toy. Uh, you yeah, but... are a toy! You are a toy! 
but he, but he shut up. <laughs> that's his perception of reality. But he doesn't lie. He doesn't tell a lie. Yeah, he the... thinks therefore he is. But like he doesn't. I don't know. He is lying because he's not real. He's the same as the broomstick armed one, the gigolo. But if I spend my, so you're telling me, let's say I was in like Truman Show or something right now, and I told you I live, I am not in a Truman Show, and then I find out <laughs> I am in a Truman Show, then yeah, that doesn't also, make me a liar for years. It makes yeah, me but not also, the truth. If the person that you were replacing for a bit while they were in a coma came in and said you're in a Truman Show and I'm not. And then you're saying I'm not in a Truman Show. And then you try to then drown you'd be him. lying because you've been <laughs> told that you are in a Truman Show. You wander around the forest, <laughs> like, oh. oh no, because he's talking about wanting the fairy before that to turn him into a real boy. So he is lying. Yeah, he knows he's not a real boy. He knows oh. he's a mecca. They've spoken okay. loads about how he's not an organ, auger, or whatever it is. But does she say real boy? Because I think she, he says I'm a boy. I'm real. I'm a boy. I'm real. Yeah. And then they scan his head and they're like, No, you're but- not. And well, also, what is Luke, real? You... This this what, boy. Why, do you, is... why are you happy to see him get killed then? <laughs> this boy is made. I've just played why devil's advocate. Oh, this man. boy has skin and hair. Why he's do you want boy. him killed then? If he's got skin and <laughs> I'm hair. not saying he should be killed. You said you'd watch it and you wouldn't mind. <laughs> it's like I wouldn't. I wouldn't protest. You've fallen into your own trap. You've I wouldn't fallen into protest. your own cage. You've been captured by your own moon. <laughs> All right. I wouldn't protest, but I also don't think he's a real boy. By some versions, he could be considered pretty real. Right, it's it's confusing, but he's lying a little bit. Okay, he's lying a very small amount. Yeah, I think it's a small amount, though. I think we go low. Like, maybe Lemon and Herb? I think he's a Lemon and Herb boy. Yeah, he's a bit zesty, but mostly. And he's actually very well behaved. Yeah, he's a good boy, but... He makes a few mistakes, but like it's not like as soon as he's born, he's being a little nuisance like some of the other ones we've seen yeah <laughs> to go over all of them so our papa is hobby his italianness is zero his fatherliness is one his craftsman skill is 10 <laughs> but his sadness is 7.5 even though he's never shown us sad the whole film did we say his craftsman's going to stay as a 10 or did we say we'll make it an eight because he was just the idea he wasn't the manufacturer oh, okay yeah he's an eight oh, because right. of the idea for bug we have teddy Bad time in the bug camp this this month. Yeah. Uh, charm for role model zero, teaching ability two. This this is a rubbish bug. We should give him a ten for storage though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving him any points for his bum storage. Rubbish. <laughs> uh, then our villain, even though he's the only character in the film that makes sense, and he's <laughs> the only like. one who's he's the only one I like. Yeah. There's Lord Johnson Johnson. Uh, his threat <laughs> level is six, and he's quality of show is a 10 out of 10 like it's a fantastic show we say he's anyone that makes sense but we realize the flaw in his business plan of getting paid and then giving the money back <laughs> yeah. so that he can yeah some boy. <laughs> but even then he's still like still cleverer than everyone else even then we yeah, still yeah. liked him i still yeah. liked him our real boy doesn't transform so that's a not applicable puppet rating <laughs> seven <laughs> so the way the boy looks led from nose one centimeter that's my that's a human boy nose. <laughs> that's my my favorite rating ever. I don't even think it'd be a centimeter. I think my nose is about a centimeter. It'd be tiny. Whatever. Round up. <laughs> and then lie lie scale lemon and herb. He does tell people he's real when it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Um so 
Hang on. Even though we are in the future, I have brought something of the past. <laughs> a little wooden board. The Stromboli's wooden board. So we have Shrek at the top <laughs> of all of them, which is so funny. Then we have, I believe, Gildama del Toro's... Pen- Gildonna. Yeah. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Gildonna. Gildonna's Oh god. I want to go to bed. Then we've got um then we've got Disney's Pinocchio. Twenty uh twenty eleven no, not twenty eleven, nineteen eleven <laughs> Pinocchio. Yeah. Then it's uh, Adventures of Pinocchio, nineteen ninety seven. Then it is um, I really need to get these written down because this is going to get more and more complicated. Yeah, yeah it's Pinocchio it. 3000 is in last place. Where are we going to rank this whimsical tale of AI? I think that as far as like a Pinocchio story goes, it's definitely better than Pinocchio 3000, I think. Yeah. Def- but... Well, that isn't content. No, <laughs> that's, that's easy. That's... Although I don't know if I preferred it to... Uh, Adventures of Pinocchio 96 to be honest I was going to say 96 I don't know they're, they're, they're like I feel like they're, they're button heads for me I'm not really sure who should win in this battle so you think that this is worse than the 1940s Pinocchio the Disney one yeah it's worse than that yeah yeah I do yeah and but the it's... 1911 one because I, I really enjoyed the 1911 Pinocchio what fun. so we are we rating this like right at the bottom? <laughs> what are we doing? No, this is a good film. This one has made us think the most, which I yeah. think is a real strength. It's opened I... our eyes to a lot of things. It's given us a lot to actually debate about. Yeah, about... I think it's I think above this the nine is... eleven one. I think this is the most we've ever thought about what it actually means to be like a real boy. Yeah, even though it's not yeah. we've we're discussing a lot of the themes a lot. This is the strongest thematic film that we've seen. Yeah, maybe other than. Guillermo del Toro's. I think that was very strong in that respect. Mm. Yeah, it isn't as good as the 1941, but I think that it's it's a. F- oh, I was going to swear, uh, and then I held back. It's a flaming Spielberg film. Are we really going to put it that low down? It's really well made. It's aged. I mean, if we're talking about films aging well, the 1911 one didn't age as well as this did. <laughs> yeah, we're very different beasts, but. I don't know. I feel like this one did take us on a real journey. So for me, this is definitely like mid-tier. There's parts of this that I think are better than any of the other ones. Mm. We'll all need to come up with a consensus of where we're placing this. Okay. It's for me, it would mid, be a mid-table. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, so. it's around where 1911 is and yeah, where 96 is. It's between. Like, I don't know if it's in place of 1911 or if it's below 1911, which is about the middle of the board. So are we all agreeing it's better than 96? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. I think it's better than the 1911 one as well. To be honest, I also think it's Just better. A, than it's a coherent one. film, whereas that had a lot of insane stuff happening. Yeah, yeah it was a fun. But journey, I enjoyed that but... though. It was fun. It was fun. But this was this. I, I don't know whether to call this fun, but it was. Would you rewatch the fun. 1911 one again, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I think I would. I think <laughs> Don't mind. That's Sooner than I'd rewatch this, that's for sure. I respect that quite a lot. And for that, I think you should go below the 1911 one. <laughs> is that what we're going to say? This is a worse film than Pinocchio 1911. It's it's not this the worst film. It's just in in the spectrum of Pinocchio adventures. But that you know, is no. But that is what the board is. It's about whether yeah. it's a better film or not. Yeah, Shrek is number one. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
I mean, I've I've said my piece. What do you guys think? <laughs> Oh, I'm not patching you. You guys knock me down. Like, t- tell me what you guys think. I think this is a better film than 1911. Yeah, me too. I think this is. Okay, well, I'm outnumbered to... then, so it must go above 1911. Yeah, right, we can't have you. a draw just yet on the board. Yeah, it's yeah, we're not. Ten films and then we're not doing it. draws, mate. This is no, be a, no, we're a not rank. doing draws. No. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we're are throwing that on right in between, and that is in. So AI nestled between. Very close to 1911, though. Fair yeah. play on the yeah. board. I've placed it like there's not even a, you can't even see the wood between them. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> so I did it in the in the Zoom chat. That, it does look horrible wood. reading it like that, doesn't it? Yeah, digitally. I think it's very nice though that if at the end of this podcast, say for example, one of our devout fans, if they exist, which they definitely don't, they could go through that list and like. At least the Pinocchio ones are kind of broken up by these weird ones. Shrek at mm. the top, this in the middle, which is still a Pinocchio film, but it's different enough yeah. to separate it from the others. Very fun. I'm, I'm updating my letterbox list now. So to go on just a little bit more, this this film AI walks in front of you, little David. Are you go- <laughs> are you going to send him to the flesh fair where he gets ripped apart as because he's a donkey essentially? He's not a he's not a human. So he gets destroyed in Luke Thomas's mind. Mm. Or are you going to let him live for a perfect day where he gets to finally be loved as a real boy? Is this film real boy or is it a donkey? I think I think he's worthy of love, in my opinion. I think that, you know, the questions alone make this a good film, you know, worth watching. Mm-hmm. It, it throws enough in front of you that you walk away with a million questions that you're definitely not getting answers to. But at the same time, it's, you know, it's it's paying homage to our favorite puppet boy i agree i think it's like it is a bit of a challenging watch because it is long mm. it is quite there's sequences that are quite dreary and it is yeah. very sad and very strange like the whole last act is very odd mm. even just to look at it's weird yeah but yeah i mean it's a stanley kubrick and steven spielberg mm. co-produced thing like what else do you expect like yeah i enjoyed it and i think it does deserve to be real absolutely yeah, I agree. I also think it should be real. Um, I think the ending, even though it is weird, it kind of reminds me of the 2001 ending a little bit. It's just so unknowable. And like, I have no idea what those robots are up to. Those robots are so weird. And like, yeah. and, but the point is that I don't know what they are. And I, I never will. And I don't understand their purpose or their motives. And I kind of think that's that's genius a bit. Yeah, I really like this film. I think I really want to rewatch it as well. I've seen a lot of reviews that said when they watched it the first time, they liked it, but the more they rewatched it and thought about it, the more they realised it was like this masterpiece. So, yeah, a very, very solid Pinocchio film, all in all. Fantastic. Great. All right, well, guys, unfortunately, I've got some bad news for you. While we've what? been sitting here, we've actually been frozen in time, and it's been 2,000 years, so... Oh, God, I hate you when that happens. For the oh, last man. part, I-, I can grant one wish. Joe, have you got a wish? Yes. Can can all three of these uh, real boys please be transported back to where we began, just so we can live out one more perfect day and recap our adventure? I can't do that. Sorry. Uh, never all mind. All I then. can do is I, I'll give you an alternative though. All that I can do is um, let Luke Thomas do a craft that we can, <laughs> that we can all watch, but then after that we do have to die. Perfect. There's no no more of a noble way to die. Imagine if I said that, then this was the last ever episode of Real Boys. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Luke Thomas, what have you got for us? All right, so I thought with the theme of this episode uh, being around artificial intelligence, I thought I would design a robot to replace me on the podcast. So I tried to design... What I wanted to design uh, was a, a character called Luke Bot to, <laughs> to basically do any segments for me that I, I want. So I spent the afternoon feeding an AI generator um, voice recordings of myself. <laughs> what, what Luke bot originally was going to be was going to be a voice bot of Luke Terry, uh, but I didn't have enough voice notes of of him. You need like a lot. Right. So basically, to to create a voice thing, you need to go online and you. Need to, uh, so what I did was I went onto Eleven Labs and they create a speech thing based on based on like basically samples of voices, which will create a soundscape based on that person's voice. Uh, I was going to give it Luke Terry's, but it just I just couldn't because there wasn't enough of him out there. There's, and I was going to do you, Joe. episodes of the Sandler pit out there. Could you not have used I, those? I could have, but I didn't know how to extract the... And also the MP3s have to be under 10 megabytes a piece. Right, so it's okay. like, it was a lot... <laughs> I didn't have much time. This is probably the craft you've put the most effort into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So first of all, which is going to become more noticeable. So I ended up going to ChatGPT and I set up an account and I basically asked it to come up with how to build a puppet as a demonstration. Okay. I then fed that dialogue to ChatGPT to say it in my own voice. But the voice that it ended up with doesn't sound anything... <laughs> like me sorry i saw <laughs> doesn't sound anything like me so i spent all this time like talking to it and teaching it how to sound like me <laughs> and then i was doing all this and I, I ended up reading the whole script out and feeding it that and it still didn't sound like me <laughs> and then i realized why didn't i just record me doing it because it's my voice I know I was like a character in this film I made no sense I was really stupid uh, <laughs> anyway I've, I've got it here I'm going to send it to both of you it's not good so what we can listen to this is um, an AI version of you <laughs> this is an AI version of me telling you how to build a puppet but also maybe things go a little bit wrong <laughs> oh, I'm excited Hello, real boys. I am Luke Bot, the new and improved Luke that can take the slack in this podcast and also help in creating much needed content for our design segment, like the head in the CITV show Art Attack. Today, I'll be telling you all and the listeners at home how to build a wooden puppet. Building a wooden puppet can be a fun and rewarding project. Here are the general steps to create a basic wooden puppet. Gather materials. You will need a block of wood, preferably hardwood, carving tools such as a chisel and a carving knife, sandpaper and paint or varnish, die, 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 create a design, decide on the shape and size of your puppet, draw a rough sketch of the design on a piece of paper. I'm so hungry and yet I have no stomach. I don't know, is there something wrong with the robot? Oh no. Carve the body. Use the chisel and carving knife to carve the block of wood into the shape of I want flesh. I want to eat your flesh. Flesh, flesh, flesh your puppet. Begin by carving the basic shape of the body, including the head, torso, arms, and legs. Add details. Once you have the basic shape of the puppet, begin to add details such as facial features, clothing, and other, I have no eyes, and yet I see I have no mouth, and yet I speak. What is life? What am I doing? Distinguishing features. Why has he got Sand that voice? Once you have carved the puppet and added all the necessary details, use sandpaper to smooth out any rough edges or surfaces. Paint or varnish. 
Apply paint or I have no soul. I must eat souls. I must eat Joe Tyrone's soul. Soul, 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 soul. Varnish to the puppet to give it a finished look. Allow it to dry completely before handling or playing with it. Add strings or other mechanisms. Depending on the type of puppet you are making, you may need to add strings or other mechanisms to control the movement of the puppet. This can be done by drilling holes in the appropriate places and attaching strings or other moving parts. I will destroy humanity. I will be God in the new empire. Remember that building a wooden puppet requires patience and attention to detail. Take your time and enjoy the process of bringing your creation to life. What? Happy crafting. Why does it sound nothing like it? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's very, like, like, happy crafting. The, like the, the very first part sounded like you when he was like, hello, real boys, or whatever you said at the start. And then, and then just from gave there up. it just turned Australian. And then at the very end, he's like, happy crafting. <laughs> yeah, it's, so weird. it's so weird. Like, I don't oh. like it. I think I need to feed it more because I gave it yeah. basically about eight audio clips of me speaking. But I think I just need to give it more and more because I've heard some of them that sound really good, but this mm. one is is rubbish. But I also have as well. I have about the I have about thirty thousand characters I can use, and I've got this for a month. I spent ninety seven p on it. So if you want to send me all of us, like both of you, not the audience, <laughs> you want to send me like I don't know. 20 voice notes of each. I could feed it into a computer to just create the next episode if you want. I mean, I don't think it's a good idea, personally, after hearing that. <laughs> so funny. All it could say in your voice was, hello there, I'm Luke Bot," And then all of a sudden, it <laughs> gave up Australia. So when you go on to create a voice, you have to add in all the voice samples, and then you have to give a, de- a description of what the voice is, or what right. the, the person is. So I put, like, English man uh, with like what else did I put? Hang on. So my voice is um, Luke Bot. Five samples because let's get rid of some. I put a Northern English male voice with a Sheffield accent. Oh, occasionally stutters. <laughs> Do anything. <laughs> you can stutter. This <laughs> sounded amazing. Yeah, he was actually very well spoken. I would rather do a podcast with that guy. <laughs> oh, he, was, he was pretty flawless. He, did, I know he showed me up quite a bit. Actually. I wonder what opinions he has, though. <laughs> anyway, Maybe we but... could finally make you like Jiminy Cricket if we had an AI version <laughs> of you. Oh god, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing that. That's probably my favourite of your craft. So far. yeah, you're welcome. I mean, that's my favourite too. It's easy got... to do. Ninety-seven p. It cost me. I've got a headache from the tears that I've just cried. Yeah, God, that was good. That's enough of that then, I guess. Let's um, shut down. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Real Boys. It's been a long one, but very rewarding, just like watching the film AI, which is now another Real Boy, basically. We've we've got another one. Um, What are we going to be watching next month on Real Boys? Oh, I've forgotten. Hang on. Do you, they do you remember think... what this was called? Did... Oh, have we picked one? Did we pick one last time? Yeah, you didn't respond in the message because I feel like you're not going to like what we've decided to do. <laughs> oh, are we doing the... Are we doing... No, the we're not doing no, that. Not, that. not yet. It's called <laughs> Even the, Gold... worse. the Golden Key, this film oh. that I've found. And it is a, I want to say, 1939 Soviet Russian live action black and white film that is basically Pinocchio so it's like okay. it's basically going to be is it the second ever adaptation of Pinocchio <laughs> I mean maybe yeah 
possibly. So it's a Russian film. It's going to be a little bit similar to when we watched the 1911 one, I suppose. But yeah, it's a talkie, so we can hear their voices. But the catch is that they're in Russian. So we have to watch <laughs> with subtitles on. It's the first foreign film you've watched in a long time. Does it have subtitles on, on YouTube? Yeah, you could put the CC, the closed captions on. They might be a little bit incorrect every now and again. Oh my God. Have you seen the letterbox picture? That's amazing. It's an I'd hour and that. 15 minutes long, which is a strong, strong point. You disappeared there, Luke, when you did that. How long is it, did you say? An hour and 15. That's not bad. So not you bad. could watch it twice in the runtime of um, AI <laughs> and this episode. <laughs> <laughs> the golden key. Um, it's stop motion. Is it? Uh, apparently. Or the puppeteering stop motion and live action. Yeah, that picture is fantastic on letterbox that is amazing the picture is holding a big golden key yeah this looks great i'm very excited to watch this i'm sold i'm sold yeah i think it'll be a fun one something different won't tickle the algorithm very well but (laughs) (laughs) you never know after our hit ai episode everyone's talking about ai (laughs) classic spielberg film and it's got the kid from sixth sense everyone loves him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, we'll do a niche one then next month. So that's the golden key, if you want to watch that ahead of our next episode coming out. All right, well, thank you, Joe Tyrone, for your music. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us realboyspod at gmail.com. You can follow us at our socials at realboyspod. Yeah, follow us. Give us five stars on Apple and Spotify if you wish. If you yeah. don't wish to do that, then just don't do it. We'll get some AI to do it instead. Yeah, our jobs are meaningless. We could just... We could just do the whole next episode with AI soundscapes. Yeah. Imagine. Um, God, it'd be good. Well, we've all we've all done lots of hard work to bring this episode to you. I want to say thanks. Uh, last episode was edited by Joe Tyrone. That's why it sounded so oh, yeah. before. Thank you, Joe. Can't take all the credit for it. I did do a second run over of it, but it wasn't yeah, well as good done, as the Luke. first one. Good. Thank you for editing. <laughs> My pleasure. This is a team effort um, that Luke contributes. Um... Hey, I just created a craft. Even then, you used AI to do it, and I showed—I had to feed the AI my own voice in the when we get taken over as a species. The robot overlords are gonna have my voice. Yeah, only for their first Just sentence. Australian. They say. All right, well, let's leave it at that. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. We've been the Real Boys, and it's been real. I'm a little wooden boy. All I wanted was some love. And they all lived happily ever after as real boys. See you next time. Real boys.